They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, Dorian Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I had a nice uh, little vacation, and now I'm back and want to go directly back to vacation because I was I was like in a zen, zen state. Uh, we started in Austin, Texas. We went to Minnesota, and then we ended up in a, in a log cabin in, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, with like nobody around us, it was it was fantastic. So yeah, that's the dream. Yeah, that is the dream. That is the dream. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, we're here live 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on 30 NSG. Uh, you can help us out by hitting that like button right away. Just hit that like button right now. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that. Or if you'd like to go above and beyond that, become a member as little as $5. Uh, on today's show, Sarge, we're going to be talking. Um, we're going to talk about Square Enix. We're going to talk about James Cameron talking about AI. He warned us. He warned us so many years ago. We're going to talk about PlayStation. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of rumors going on in the industry. We're going to talk about, um, uh, yeah, a couple of rumors. We're going to talk about Armor Core 6. We're going to talk about, uh, let's see what else we got here. We're going to talk about Sega has a new patent. Spells bad news for gamers. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Always. If Sega's got a patent, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> we got uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, talk. We're going to talk about Insomniac in general. We're going to talk about Xbox reports, reveals their Q4 sales uh lots of ubisoft stuff and we'll round it up with uh the q a section at the end uh, uh end of the show so episode 358 uh we were off last week because i was on vacation so uh you can listen to us over on itunes google play spotify anchor.fm you can also watch us right here on youtube at the past broadcasts or you can watch us on spotify as well Let's, uh, let's go to chat and see who's in chat here. We got Stealth. What's going on, Stealth? YouTube uh, Lurker, Wonder Rose, Brainchild. What's going on, everybody? Thank you very much for coming out and hanging out with us. So, uh, Sarge, it's been two weeks. Let's, uh, let's get to uh, what we've been playing. All right, Sarge. Two weeks, right? I played a little bit. What did you play the last two weeks since the last show? Uh, well, I tried Exo Primal. Oh, did you? I did. Yep. I, I, all right. Before you even tell me, before you even tell yep. me the game, because I thought you weren't going to try it because of the opt-in process of signing up in Capcom. So yeah, I erased my account. <laughs> After you played Exo Primal, you just deleted it. Yep. Yeah. I erased. Everything. All right. So, what was the process like for you when you? Fr I was like, Sarge is never going to play this. I was like, with the sign-in process. Uh, 
Listen, it, I, I'm done. I, I'm done with so much of the nonsense. I'm just done, uh, right? I, I, if I want to play a game, I'm gonna play a game, right? If I have to do some kind of sign-up process just to play the game, I'm, I'm out. I'm out from now on. If I have to sign up for anything, I don't right. care. I'm done. I'm done. Right? I played the game. It's, it's, it's basically Overwatch with dinosaurs, and. From what I understood, it's like the same. It was the same mission over and over again. It's like I don't understand. You you say there's a variation, but when you play with other people, the variation is limited by the variation no. is limited by the the lowest guy on your team or whatever kind of nonsense. Yeah, so it it, it changes over time. Like it adds new dinosaurs, new areas. the The game mode itself is is basic right i i don't know too much uh i don't know if big uh mad mo is in chat right now but mo's played it where he's got a hundred matches underneath his belt and he says it does get better you know the longer you go because it opens up different dinosaurs and different types of game modes but huh. the game design as is right now i think i'm i think i'm 17 or 20 matches in right and i i'm kind of intrigued by the story like i want to finish it because of the story even though it's not no. a great story but the game modes itself, it's it's literally Gambit. It's Gambit's game mode from Destiny, okay? With with Overwatch mechanics for certain aspects of it, and then it's like Horde mode or whatnot for uh you know any any name a game with with Horde modes coming in. Now the gameplay itself, I think, is fun. I just don't think it's a full game. It's it's like every other game that's been released for the last five years. It has a lot of theory, a lot of flair, but no meat on the bone. It's just right. copy-paste of whatever worked over the last five years. We should put that in the game, and people will play it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it has a good foundation, but I'll check back in. I mean, I'm going to play a little bit more to, to unlock it, a, a little bit more stuff. I, 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 like, I like how you say you're going to check back in. Like, yeah. like it holds that much – like, it holds that much – uh, strength with you. No, no. That it's, you think later on the game's gonna no. open up like a like a beautiful flower. No, no, no. Like that's not what I mean. Like this, it's gonna be this awesome experience. Nope, that's not what I mean. You just you played it. That's what it is. No, I, what I'm saying is because they've already talked about other game modes they're adding and other other frames or exosuits they're going to be naming and uh, or adding into later. So what I'm saying when I say check back in, I don't think the game is a complete game right now. And in you six months, eight months, promises, 12, promises, right, 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 exactly. You make me promises, promises. <laughs> like, if you don't listen, if you don't, once again, if you don't release a full product, I no longer care. I don't care. Well, I, I get it. I'm not checking back in six months. I'm not checking back in six years, <laughs> right? Everything's a, a fish hook. You want yeah. to throw, throw the fish hook in the water. Let's let's jingle the bait a little bit. Let's get them. Let's get them hooked on it. Let's show them the cool little things we can do with this it. This is this but is why. Promise them. Yeah. But promise them they're going to come out with something later on down well, the road to hold your attention that actually make you want to play the game more. Promise something that comes. Well, you don't have it. Well, this is this is why I say first impressions are everything. And the first impressions, I'm confused by this game. And putting the time that I put in, which is, I think, about eight eight hours, I, I think I put in, maybe, something like that. I I just, it didn't hook me. I'm kind of confused by it. I kind of want to play this story, but I don't. But like I said, when I say check back in, I, I don't mean I'm physically going back in to play the game. 
right? Because I, I've done that with Fallout 76. I did that with Starfield. Or not Starfield. Uh, no Man's Sky. Sorry. I'll probably do that with Starfield. Uh, uh, we, we've done it with Battlefield. We've done it with so many games in the past. I'll probably do it with Diablo 4. Uh, like, I just feel like the game's missed its mark. Now, obviously, the gameplay itself, though, what, what did you feel about the gameplay? Like, did you like the gameplay? Did you not like the gameplay? I mean, it, it, it's... I won't say it's like the most solid shooter I've played, but it's decent. They spent some time on it at least. It's not just thrown together. But I, I won't say it's 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 almost on par. It's probably like a little bit better than Starship Troopers as far as the shooting mechanics yeah. and the movement yeah. go. Yeah. Right. It, it's decent, but it's not like Thanks I have to play this. Right. 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 right? I have to play this. Like I'm sh listen. If you're a 14 year old kid who's having reminiscence of old dinosaur movies and stuff when you play with it, your kid, this is your jam. This is your jam, right? Ten thousand Velociraptors coming out of a fucking you're coming out of a hole. People are going to reminisce and nostalgia all day long about the Jurassic Park and oh my god, ten thousand raptors! Like, I got to kill them all, <laughs> right up their alley. Right. Everyone's going to love it. Right. Right. I 100% would agree. If I was in the same boat, absolutely would agree with you. However. I've been around the block. I've seen it all already. I want I want quality products. I want you to tell me what you're doing. I want you to show me why I should play your game. I don't I don't fall for the the the, the pretty signs and bullshit, man. I just don't. Right? There, listen, there's there's like a thousand games a year. Okay, six are worth my time. In my twenties, twenty were probably worth my time. But after you see everything, it is what it is. Right? Let me ask you this question. Do you think in the two weeks you've been gone, did I play Diablo 4? No. No, I, I, I actually no. Tur I turned on Diablo 4 today for the first time, and I started playing through it, and I, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know right. about this. Now imagine imagine being so excited for eight years for a game, and then to play it for, okay, well, let's be honest, maybe you played it for 100 hours, right? And then afterwards, like, yep, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Right. No other reason to keep playing it. Oh, really? No other reason to keep playing it. Nope. We're good. I played one. I played two. I played three. We're good. Yeah. We're good. The, the only reason I would play Diablo 4 for someone that's just getting it is the story. And then after the story, I, I it's kind of like whatever. Um, there are people that are enjoying Diablo 4, but I look at it. Of course they are. I, I look I can at see it. why you enjoy it. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, all right, I'm doing the exact same thing I was doing before. I I, I played literally for like maybe an hour today. I collected some okay. malignant hearts. I, I did, did the crafting a little bit. I haven't even unlocked one level yet in the season pass or whatever, and I don't really care about it. But I'm just like, I, I just barely dip my toe into it to see what it is. I'm going to play a little bit more this weekend to kind of talk about it more next week during the show. But not really, um, not really feeling it right now and it might be just because i still i'm still kind of put off from the eternal realm putting all those hours 160 hours in and now logging back into the game i can't i can't even play my character right i mean i can but there's no point to play that character because let's, it's all about the season this is going to be this is going to be the month where people just bounce around from game to game right nothing's really holding you everybody's waiting for starfield yeah starfield Every, everybody it's it's less than a everybody. month well, a little bit more than a month, I, a little bit more. Like so, five when weeks. that game comes, when that game comes out, you can expect the you can expect the news cycle to come to a grinding halt 
because nobody will be playing anything. You'll have the PlayStation <laughs> Boys. Be, yeah. You'll have the PlayStation Boys crying that they can't play Starfield, and then all the all the Xbox people talking about Starfield twenty four seven for about three weeks. Right. Yeah. Real quick, I just want to say, uh, YouTube Lurker, thank you very much for the gifted memberships, 20 gifted memberships, and everyone uh, took those, scooped them up right away, so I appreciate that very much. Uh, YouTube Lurker, huge, huge contributor to our uh, this community and, and giving gifted memberships, so I appreciate that very much. Uh, let's go to chat real fast. Uh, Krebsy says, no one played the amazing Diablo 4 season of Malignant and its wonderful patch. Yeah, while I was gone, I barely checked social media, honest to God. Like, in, when I was in Austin, Texas, I kind of did. You didn't even answer my text messages. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't care about anything. I, Austin, Texas, I, I kind of looked and watched a couple things, but I didn't text anybody. I didn't call anybody. I went to Discord, talked a little bit in between transition between, like, Texas and Minnesota, and then again when I went from Minnesota to Wisconsin, and then when I got on the plane to come back. But other than that, uh, when I was actually in the location, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk. Um, I played. What else did I play? Oh, while I was gone, I did play one game of or a couple games, but I played Battlebit Remastered, and I played on the laptop. And the laptop I played on was less powerful than the Xbox Series S. Okay, like. It's it's not a good laptop. It's we got it from our, my my son to just play uh, Minecraft on and like to do his schoolwork on, and it worked. And it, it worked. It ran beautifully. Of course it does. Battlefield Remasters it's, it's ran the basic, beautifully. It's the basics of the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even with with the with the multiplayer in the hotel with the with the internet that I was using, it it worked fantastic. And I was just like I was like. This is the market right here that the game can literally run anywhere. So that game would be amazing if it came on the Xbox Series S because you know it would run it. You know it would run it. I'm trying to think of another game if I played. I played a little mobile phone game called Retro Football or Retro. What's it called? I think it's called Retro. It's 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 basically Tempco Bowl. Um, it's it's like Tempco Bowl, but a football. It's called yeah Retro Bowl. Called Retro Bowl. It's actually better than Temco oh. Bowl. Uh, it's got like a full seasons and like uh, you can cust you can uh, edit the characters and there's like contracts. Oh, you mean it's a Madden competition. Yeah, it's it, a Madden it's, competition. It's, it's contracts that you can do and there's free agency and you have coaches and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's a small little game. It's actually just came out for the Nintendo Switch as well. The only thing I don't like on the phone, obviously, advertisements and and whatnot. But if you get it for the Switch, there's no there's no advertisements. So. YouTube Lurker says, let the seasonal grind kill the eternal realm. Yeah, WTF. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a YouTuber, um, Hog, that I saw that uh, Asthma Gold, you know, watched his video. And his theory of them killing it for the season pass is my theory as well. So uh, that that's why they have the season pass. This is why the battle pass is not for the eternal realm. They want you to move over to the the seasonal pass because that's what they're doing that's the the market that's 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 how they're killing it right they killed the game by doing the seasonal market so 30 stole the kiddo's laptop because he was jonesing for a fix love it well to be honest i i brought it so i could do exactly what i wanted to do play battle bit remasters i literally brought a laptop so i could play battle bit remaster <laughs> <laughs> honest to god i was like i gotta test this out they said they could play on a potato 
I was like, I'm going to bring this laptop and I'm going to go on vacation with it. And obviously I watched some YouTube videos, but I said, I'm going to test it out and see if it can run BattleBit remasters. And sure enough, God damn it, it did. Potato proven. Yep. Potato proven. Yeah. A fan says, Dave the Diver, I've seen the traction ain't checked out yet. I like water games. Looking forward uh, to checking it out. I heard Dave the Diver is actually a, a good game, fan. I, I heard it was a good game. I was I was on the on the cusp of, of picking it up, but I don't have time to play it, so. Uh, is there anything else, uh, Sarge, that you uh, that you played in the last two weeks? Yeah, yeah I played a bunch of stuff. Oh. Like, we got onto a tangent. Right, yeah, go so... Yeah, no, no, we're good. We, we, we got some place to be. No, we got no right. place to be, but except right. here, this I, is this is where we are. Yeah, I, I kept, I kept, I, I, I go back on to Division Two just to make sure nobody steals the clan from us. You know, I have to go on there. Uh, and the other thing had started, but I didn't. I, I think the other thing had started. Right, today's the day, right? The date passed. I think it was. The, I lost track of the days. The date passed for what? Uh, the for the new for the new for the new content for the new person. I think was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, have to I, play that. I was yeah. gonna play last night, but I I got stuck on an airplane. Uh, hundred feet away from the from the from the actual airport, so we couldn't get oh, off the good. plane. So yeah. I couldn't stream last night. Why did, did did someone scream demon on a plane or something? No, it was lightning. Oh, there was lightning, so no one can get off a plane. Couldn't get off the plane. It had to be twenty five minutes free of lightning before they would let us off the plane. Twenty five minutes free of lightning. Correct. So if yeah. if ten minutes passed and then lightning happened again, start the clock back over. We were on the plane for an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. That's that's mental, dude. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what the? Do you know what it takes for you to be walking off a plane and the bolt of lightning to strike I know. you personally? I know. You're you're surrounded by metal. The plane's aluminum. There's towers all around you, <laughs> and you think a bolt of lightning is going to go through the crack of yep. the walkway and the thing and kill some old lady? Please. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. Please happened. stop. That's what happened. Okay. Please stop. Incredible. I mean, I've Just seen video, I've seen video of airplanes being struck by lightning, right? But they're not, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, I played. I played a little bit of Hell Let Loose, of course. Okay. I'm, I'm in that. I'm in that community, so I played once or twice a week. I just did another uh, update I, today, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, I think the the whole thing got flushed on the toilet. I think what they're this past weekend was free weekend for Hell Let Loose, so the whole community, the the whole servers were jammed. Like even the shittiest maps were full. So when we went to go play on Sunday night, we have like 37, 40 people with us. So we have to find like an empty server, and we could not find an empty server. Like everybody who never played the game before, since it was free weekend, right. was playing it because Team 17 is doing a data search, and they're they're getting they're they're getting data on everything because they threw away all the uh, the entire roadmap, which which I applauded them for because it's trash, right? They threw the whole roadmap away and said. We're just doing research, and we're gonna fix the bugs. Oh, oh, really? Is that what they said? They got rid of the roadmap That's just to correct. do it. That's correct. The roadmap is gone, and now everything is about fixing the game. That's what they're. That's what they're working on now. They're working on quote unquote fixing the game. Yeah. I, the other thing I went through as I was going through my old game list, because you know when you erase stuff from Game Pass, it's still on there, so you can go back and get it again. Right. Right. It's like this little fail-safe. So what I do is I go, and if I like a game decent, I'll download it, even if I don't like play it officially. And when I get rid of it, I can always go back to it and download it again because, to me, it's not gone because I've already downloaded it once, right? It's like a sub It's like a sub library. Did you, you understand how that works yep. for Game Pass? Yep. Like, if there's, if there's 100 games on Game Pass, right, and I download 50, right, 
but then I get rid of them on my hard drive. But I downloaded those 50 games. Seven months later, when those 50 games are not on Game Pass anymore, I can still download them, even though they're not on Game Pass. Yeah, because you already right? have it. It's like it. this yeah. little, it's like a sub-library that you have inside your, your console, apparently. So I found the remake of Bard's Tale, the Bard's Tale trilogy that was okay. in my sub-basement hard drive. And I said, you know what? Do I have do I have the patience to do this right now? I'm like, let's did let's you, try. Did you it. do Bard's Tale because you're you're jonesing for Boulder's Gate three? I mean, uh, yeah, but I have but I have Boulder's Gate one and two on the Xbox. Mm. I've been playing through that for the, like the last three or four months. I'm about halfway through the second one. So as soon as I'm done with the second one, the third one should be out, and I'll just go right into that one. The third one comes out no, I, I, real I, soon, I, doesn't it? I don't. I don't think, and 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 I'm gonna be a little disappointed about it. I don't think you can transfer the character over. You can transfer your character from Baldur's Gate one to two, but I don't think you can transfer from two to three. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten official word yet. Baldur's Gate three will launch on August third, so next week for PC. Yep. And Baldur's Gate PlayStation five launch will still be in September six. I I yep. don't know if you can. If, if I mean if if you. I'm not sure how that would work because, especially if you played it on console, I don't think you can transfer it over to PC. If you played it on PC, you probably could transfer. Right. Your I would have to. I would have to. I would have to wait for it to come out on console. Correct. And which, see if I could transfer it which, on console. It's not coming to Xbox have, anytime soon. Yes, but I do have. I do have Baldur's Gate. The original Gate Baldur's Gate I played was on PC. Okay. So I, I might, I might be able to still transfer it over if, if they allow it. Perhaps I don't. I don't know. Chad, if you guys know if that's possible, I, I I don't know. So what else? All right. So you got Bard's Tale, the Bard's Tale series, Baldur's Gate series, uh, Division. Uh, I you know I I I press the button for press the button for Diablo. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I as soon as it loaded up, I was like, is it, like it loaded up once, and it said it couldn't. It, it put me in a queue, and I'm like, nope. And like, I didn't even wait for the queue. And I'm like, nope, don't care. There's been no queues. Has there been queues for Diablo? I, I got a, I got a queue this past week, and I got a queue. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't get, let me get in the game real quick. I, so I, I, I uh, no. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I went to go load it while I was on vacation to play it through. You know, uh, and I went, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I chose, I chose Battlebit Remastered over Diablo Four. It's just, it's just strange, man. It's just strange. Like, it, it, my brain is focused on complete products. Like, if you have something you worked on, you want me to try it out. Yeah. I'm 100 percent behind you. Let me play it. But this, this little thing about, oh, we got this game. We're kind of working on it. We're gonna let you play it for a little while. See how you feel about it. I'm like, I, I feel nothing about it. That's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I miss. Look, don't get me wrong. I, I do like live service games because there's something about them they just and looters and stuff like that yeah but, they're addictive that's, yeah that's what you, they are but you if you give me a game that's complete i sit there and play that game until i'm done right i did it with hogwarts this year i did it with jedi survivor this year i i, I sit there and just completely play the game and then when i'm done with the campaign i put the game down and i move on right with games of live service games i mean here i mean the exo primal the game will be finished or have enough content, I should say, within 12 months, 18 months, right? Battlefield was like that. Like, I just, I hate 
I hate waiting for games like that. I just want the game to come out. I want the first impression of the game, like, and and then love the game. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, it'll it'll be good in like six months. It'll it'll be good in eight months. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Like legit, I don't care. It's it, to me, it's 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 gotten to the point now where it's like I don't know what you're trying to sell me. Like you you're selling me a theory. You right. want me to give you money for a theory of what you're making, like, right. and we'll, we'll fix it along the way. Well, then you don't know what you want. You didn't know what you wanted. You just you're attempting something. Like, see, the 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 issue is is the the old days was you had you had a plan. You had a bunch of people together who believed in the plan. We do the plan, and we see how good we can do the plan. Now, whether it, whether it's successful or not, right? Depends on the plan and depends on when we release it and if we have enough customer base that likes that type of genre of game. Were we looking to make a Call of Duty? No. Right. Were we looking to make another uh, AAA title crazy game? No. Right? In my mind, a development team is supposed to be making A-level games, B-level games until they find one that blows the fuck up. If they find their A or B game that blows the fuck up and they make a shit ton of money on it, right. now they have the risk money for them to try something bigger, badder, and better, right? All right. If you didn't, if you don't get that money from doing your 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 most best work, then you don't get to borrow a hundred million dollars from twenty-seven different right. development companies and the publishing company to try to pump out the next uh, MTX game. Like, I no, right. no, no. It's it's supposed to be you put your best people, best plan, and make the damn game, right? Yeah. Win, win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw, right? You don't know if it's going to be successful. That's why they're so terrified and they keep copy-pasting everything because they yeah. like, well, this one made $100 million. We're going to copy-past it because I need a new boat and I need a new Mercedes and my wife needs a new diamond. So we got to do copy-pasta. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to put, make this game. Like, Wait, so you don't want to make a game that's the next greatest RPG because you're afraid that it might fail and you won't be able to buy your women a diamond or get the new car, right? right. Did you read the article what they said about Baldur's Gate 3? Did you read that horse shit article? Wait, I, I, I don't Did know you what, please, I don't, I don't know please tell one, me you read that. Chad, tell me you read the article. They, they had the balls, right? The media, the, the journalists came out and said, all right, do not expect other titles in oh, this genre this. to be as this. good. Like this big, big line excuse about how this is not setting a precedent. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. Right. The game sets the precedent, not the article about the journalist who feels about the game <laughs> sets the precedent. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> they made the best game they could make. Right. Everybody who's played it now is terrified because they know it's that good. And now they're worried that we're going to raise the standards and we won't be able to keep up. Well, boo fucking who? <laughs> boo who you can't keep up. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's. I can't believe I can't believe I read that article. I was like, are we are we in the same fucking planet? Right? Tell them show me another game. Where, where is show that me another game that's done that and they have said, Oh no, don't look at this because we don't have the we don't have the people to make that type of game. Like, I'm sorry, you had six studios working on COD and it flopped like a big flounder. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? God, so sorry, sorry. infuriating, so infuriating. What a pro probably going to be one of the greatest uh, action RPGs in the last 10 years, which should probably get them at least a nomination for game of the year, even though it probably won't win. 
But to come out immediately, the game didn't release. It didn't even release. It was the testing phase for people to have it. And they're like, oh, oh, don't look at it. Okay. We, we can't make a but, game like this. Yeah, I wasn't, Get the fuck out I, here, I wasn't even going to bring this up because I, I didn't know about this, right? Because like I said, I was on. The... So it says, Baldur's Gate 3 should not set the standard for role-playing games, warns game developers. Okay, so... Uh, Nelson, Xavier, uh, Xavier Nelson Jr., accomplished independent developer of founder Strange's Scaffold, uh, took to Twitter to explain that Baldur's Gate 3 is an abnormal game. To exemplify this, uh, Lor Lorraine Studios began work on the new entry in series of 2017 using seven different studios with over 400 developers and benefit from significant volumes of fan feedback in three-year uh, three early access period. He says, additionally, it... it uh, developer also published or had learned a lot from a successful uh, Divinity series as well as de delivering an enhanced definitive edition of Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2. He says, quote, this is not the new baseline of RPGs. This is anomaly, argued Nielsen Jr., encouraging players to celebrate the achievement of Baldur's Gate 3, but not to consider this as a new standard for all RPGs. Well, OK, OK, stop. <laughs> Stop. That's like that's like saying uh, what what uh, who gets to decide that? But the, the fans. You think he right? gets to decide that? Right. That, that's right. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, look look at what what uh, what Bethesda has done with Morwin and Oblivion and then Skyrim. You know what I mean? They yeah, like, exactly. Like that's they set the standard because that's what they wanted to do. If other people don't yes. want to hit that standard, you can't say that's don't. Your, that's you. <laughs> right. That's their. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't care about making your game better. You want to just half-ass lip dick your way into a successful title. Meanwhile, somebody else oh. puts the time, effort, and money into it and makes a really good game, and then you have to pay journalists to come out and say, no, 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 don't look at it? Right. Are you seriously? Are you serious? Yeah. I, I think that's funny because to, to, to say that, I don't though, think it's funny at all. I don't yeah, think but, it's funny at all. I think it's horrendous. Well, I, I, I think— Absolutely horrendous. I, I think it's funny because— to to say that you're also lowering your standards, you're you're working on a game. You're like we're never going to compete with that. Now, obviously, we as gamers are not going to take an independent developer and go, oh, well, I'm comparing this to Baldur's Gate three AAA game. Like, obviously, that's not like that's not feasible, right? But other games that come out in the AAA space that are RPGs, like you're going to compare it to the best. A, uh, you know, RPG. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how it works. Right. That, that, that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> I, like, they came out, they, they, they actually paid a journalist to say that and make an article <laughs> and print it and print it. Right. Lurker, Lurker says, oh, shit. He's Michael Jordan. Don't expect me to be like Mike. Right. 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 Like, that's the standard. That's the best basketball player in that time frame. And everyone was expiring to be like him, which then brought up all boats because people inspire to be like Mike, yes. right? Yes. So we had better better basketball players come up, and now there's not just one dominating. There was multiple basketball players that were dominating, which made better competition, right? That's the whole point. Of the, so I, that's funny. I, I'm not even going to go into that. So what else What else have you been playing, Sarge? No, we need to move on. We just need to move on. Okay. That, that, that basically set me off into a tiz. That we need to move on. <laughs> well, the, the show is called... GXG, where we rant along the way. Weekly podcast, where we rant along the way. So that's part of the way. All right, so let's uh, let's go to uh, top stories. All right. So 
Square Enix responds to Final Fantasy 16 sales concerns points to PlayStation 5 install base. Now, if I if I recall two weeks ago, we did a story where we talked about how they sold, I think it was like 3.3 million. And I said, that's not really good, right? Compared to, and I thought that Final Fantasy would sell like five or eight or 10 million. I thought it was a bigger franchise. And we, and we talked about how it was a niche market, right? For the fan base. But then I we, we realized that they only sold 48 or 38 million PlayStation 5s and it was only on PlayStation 5. So the 3.3 was actually really impressive because it's like 8% or 10% based on what, you know, of of the player base, which is huge, right? So apparently since that time of having the podcast two weeks ago, Square Enix is uh, response to the Final Fantasy thing. So it says Square Enix uh, has instilled, uh, insisted that sales of Final Fantasy 16 are extremely strong. And I, and I would say that is true, right? Telling IGN the game is sold uh, well relative to the PlayStation 5 install base. Now, the PlayStation 5 exclusive sold 3 million copies during the launch week and figured to spark the debate online whether it had met it met uh, met Square Enix's sales target. Now, Final Fantasy VII Remake shifted to 3.5 million copies in three days when it launched as a PlayStation 4 exclusive in April of 2020. Now, Final Fantasy VII, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy 15 sold 5 million units in the first day, but the game launched on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in November of 2016 and remains the fastest-selling game in the history of the series. Now, the debate was fueled by Bloomberg article that pointed out the sales of the game in Japan had dropped dramatically in week uh, the second week after launch. The initial sales had lagged behind previous games in the long-running role-playing series, and Square Enix itself has grappling with uh, was was grappling with the weak momentum of the flagship franchise. Now, in a statement Square Enix issued exclusively on IGN, the 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 company pointed out the difference in the install base between PlayStation 4 and the Final Fantasy 7 remake came out and the install base of the PlayStation 5 and when Final Fantasy 16 launched last month. Now, again, I'm just a guy in a house with my own little podcast and I don't work for any major companies or anything and I pointed all this stuff out Two weeks before they came out with this article or whenever this came out. When did this uh, article come out? Uh, it came out last week, I think, sometime. Yeah, the, t the 20th. So a week after we talked about it. Okay. So with 38 million PlayStation 5 consoles, which is now 40 as of today, shipped globally as of March 31st, 2023, sales of Final Fantasy 16 surpassed 3 million units worldwide several days after the release on June 22nd. Now, Quote, taking into consideration the sales figures uh, acclaimed Final Fantasy VII Remake and the difference in the size of the install base of the PlayStation 4 at the time, this is a uh, title release, we can see that the attached rate of Final Fantasy XVI considerably high given that PlayStation 5 install base. Now, quote, Square Enix considers the initial sales results of Final Fantasy XVI to be extremely strong and will continue to carry on a wide range of uh, uh, encourage even more people to play the game. Now, Square Enix is infamous for widely inflated sales expectations with everything from Tomb Raider to Hitman considering failures internationally despite selling millions of copies. Now, IGN's source familiar with the performance of Final Fantasy 16 confirmed sales had slowed considerably since launch, but also the game was not yet considered a disaster. Some claim it can be. Now, one source pointed out that recent comments from a producer that DLC may be on the horizon and thus... Uh, further the investment in the development time and also key indicator that Final Fantasy 16 may have legs. Final Fantasy 16 divide uh, fans by leaving behind the role-playing features prevalent to the previous entries, more gritty action-oriented experience inspired by Game of Thrones. So um, Final Fantasy 16 was launched into the market con uh, conditions that were quite different compared to those previous franchises, while the Final Fantasy 17 remake and 15 were so comparisons of problematic uh, Woolwich explained. So 
here's the thing. If they had if they had the the install base of the last PlayStation 4 and they sold 3 million copies, then yes, it would be an absolute devastation to to the series. But because they have 38 as of the article being written, 38 million copies of consoles out there, they sold 3.3. It's actually really good. So I don't know where the player base or the gamers or the article is coming from because if if you have 10%, right? 10% of your player base that owns the system buying that game, it's actually pretty good. What do you what do you think of this, Sarge? Even though Final Fantasy is world renowned, it's really big in Japan. As far as the people who are outside of Japan who play Final Fantasy, it would be considered a niche market in comparison. Right. Right. In the in the and I keep saying the old days, but in the old days. If you sold three million copies of an actual title, that was good. Yeah, that's good. But hell, if you sold three hundred thousand copies, it was good back in the old the days. The only reason why they're upset is because once again, I refer to the article that you talked about a few weeks ago about the AAA games are getting too expensive, right? So you spent a lot of time making this title. You have a lot of people working on this title, and so you didn't sell the six million that you wanted to sell, but you sold the number that always buys your game, but you spent more money on it. So yes, your sales are probably gonna be lower and overall your profit margin, but you still sold the same amount because that's the grouping that buys that game, right? Unless you come out with something that's totally different that you're trying to rope people into, like we've seen time and time again with other IPs that they try to change the IP in order to get a bigger population base to buy the game and they just don't, same thing. It's the same thing. Like Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy. If you're a Final Fantasy person, right? You've been playing Final Fantasy. You're looking forward to it. You get it when it comes out. You played the online version. Like you're into Final Fantasy. You like the lore. You like the worlds. You know all about the the the, the intricacies of political stuff about the actual game. But are you going to get like an extra three million people to come out of the woodwork and start playing Final Fantasy in the middle of the Final Fantasy series now? where they had no frame of reference. Like, if you had no idea what Final Fantasy is, and you, started, and you put that game in, by the way, do you know how confusing it is? Like, do you know how crazy it is to play somebody who's never played a Final Fantasy game before to try to adapt to what Final Fantasy is today? Yeah. Like, the older versions are different because they kind of lead your hand. Like, they don't lead your hand anymore. When you put a Final Fantasy game in, there's a ton of shit going on, so sound effects, some Japanese girl screaming at you, somebody's crying, and the story starts. And, like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. What spell does this? What's Fire 3? I don't know what this is. Like, how do you expect anyone to be ground level and play your game? Right. You, you can't. Right. So they have decided that they're making the game for their people. So there you go. You've made the game for your people and your people bought the game. So what are you upset about? No, well, they're they're not upset. They're not upset. They're no, trying to no, defend. I think they are. No, they're not. Listen, the article is talking about the, the player base is saying that it's a failure. And 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 what they're saying is that it's not a failure. We actually because of the because of the install base of PlayStations, they're really happy with the 3.3 yes. million people. Right. So Final Fantasy uh, and Square Enix is not upset with the sales. They're actually happy with the sales based on the install so base. Right, you're talking about the people who actually bought the game, who are the group of people who always buy Final Fantasy, and they're upset, and they say it's doing bad because they're upset it's not as good as the last. Final Correct, because they're just they they're just right. looking at the yes. number of well, it only sold yeah. three point three million, 
right? Yep. And and this is what I said two weeks ago. I thought like Final Fantasy would sell like five million, seven seven million copies and stuff like that, right? And I said I didn't right. know it was a niched market. And then I said, well, the install base is only thirty eight million. They sold three point three. I said that's actually really good. We compared it to other games, <laughs> right? Yes. Where where some yes. games some games come out and they sell three million. People are like, oh, that's terrible, right? And they think that's one of these, but. You got to remember, this is only on PlayStation Five, right? So someone asked, "What what did Final Fantasy VII remake make?" And Final Fantasy VII remake on PlayStation Four in twenty twenty sold one point five million, right? I, I think these. Let me let me see what this is. This is uh, Japan, overseas, and worldwide. Okay, so Japan's the first category; it sold one point four. Uh, the middle one is worldwide six point six. Okay. And I think the last one is oh, worldwide. So worldwide, it sold 8 million copies on PlayStation 4. Okay. But the install base for PlayStation 4 is like 122 million, right? So okay. do the percentage there, right? 8 million out of 122 million. I, I, I don't know what the percentage is off the top of my head. Someone do the math for me, right? And then the, the remake for the PlayStation 5 in 2021 in Japan only sold 37,000 copies. It was unknown in unknown for worldwide. So mm -hmm. 37, 37,000 is what they have here. It might have been it might have been a bad Final Fantasy for the Japanese culture. Like they didn't like it. Right. They or they or, about the game, they didn't like it. Or they already owned it on the PlayStation 4, right? Because in 2021, a lot of people didn't buy the PlayStation 5 right away because they there wasn't mm -hmm. a lot out there to buy, right? So I don't know. I look at this, I, I look at this and I see a lot of people like blowing this out of proportion and i think this is actually really good for square enix for the player base and the install base now this is not on xbox this is not on you know so this is this is just on playstation 5 if i'm correct just playstation 5 so let's see what the uh if they if they have um uh, scrolling if down it's here just on, if it's just on playstation 5 then you say that the 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 retention is like 10% or close to 10%, like yeah, 9.5%. Yeah, because there's 38 million units out there at the time of, of reporting so that's this. that's good. It's fantastic. So that's good. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. If 10 if 10 of your of your install base has the game that actually owns the PlayStation 5, that's good. Yeah. So it, it looks better. It looks better than saying uh, only uh, 8 million of 122, 122 million have it. Right. But that's the same number, right? It's right. the same number. That's that's the same percentage of people who had it before. They still have it. It's a lower percentage of the total because there's more people who have a PlayStation 4, but it's the same percentage of people who actually had right. Final Fantasy. Yeah, oh, look, percentage is percentage, right? If you have 100,000 units out there and 8 million units get sold, that's that's 8%. Right. If if you have 10 million units out there and 800,000 people buy, you know what I mean? Like it's it. That's just what it is. You have your player base like Spider-Man sold 33 million they copies. Should be thankful. They should be thankful that they have it. Now, the people who complain about it are the people who actually love Final Fantasy. Yeah, but I don't. This one's not as strong. But or the, the, right. the story is weaker, they're thinking or whatever yeah, it is yeah. or whatever it is. Whatever narrative. That's fine. I got news for you. The Final Fantasy recipe is pretty much the same. It's the set that uh, what changes they make from story to story and what character development do they have that makes you like it more or not. Right. I've played a lot of Final Fantasy. Right, the only one I haven't played is the online one because I don't have a PlayStation. Right, right. But I enjoyed them. But did I finish every single one of them? No. Right. Some of them held my attention, and some of them didn't. But the formula is the same. The formula has been the same. 
So sure, they might have people who don't like it, but those people who don't like it still bought it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. If you don't like Final Fantasy, but you still bought it, your words don't mean anything. So right? You don't mean anything. Real real quick, uh, Duplass, uh, here you go. Final Fantasy 15 on PlayStation 4 2016 was 1. 1.2 million in Japan, 4.5 worldwide. So it sold 5.7 million on PlayStation 4. On Xbox One, it sold 3,315 units in Japan. It sold 2.2, almost 2.3 million on Xbox One uh, worldwide and sold 2.3 total. Uh, so that that was it. So total, they sold 7 point uh, or 8, 8 million copies. They sold 8 million copies of Final Fantasy sounds, 15 sounds across. Sounds about the same to me. Right. Sounds, now, sounds the same. Now, no matter what you do, if you take the percentage, right, Final Fantasy, I said this two weeks ago, the player base is the player base. No matter what you do, there's the same people that will buy Final Fantasy when PlayStation 6 comes out. You're going to have the same player base, and you might pick up a few. You might lose a few because they can't get the new system or right away, but they'll buy it down the road, right? You're going to have the same percentage no matter what it is, right? We, we had a conversation this morning about Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1, when it came out, sold 3.3 million units first the first week. Miles Morales sold 4.1 million units. Okay? It's roughly the same. Okay? Total, Miles Morales fell off, but Spider-Man total for both things sold 33 million copies. So when Spider-Man 2 comes out, the first week, it might surpass the 4.1 Miles Morales because people will buy the PlayStation for the first time with the bundle and you might get like another additional 1 million people that buy the console for the game. And that counts as a sale for the game. So it might beat Spider-Man one and miles Morales because the fan base that buys the thing is now buying the system and it comes with the game. They might not even buy it for the game. They might just buy the PlayStation. And it comes with the game. So you're going to have an influx of sales, but it's the same. You're going to have right. the same three to 4 million people that buy the game when it first comes out, and then you're going to have the, the rest of the player base come in. So when it's all said and done, they're going to have the same 22 million people that buy the game, you know what I mean? Or 33 million sales, yep. whatever it is. That's just what it is. Yep. Now, Spider-Man's not going to sell. Do we, let's, let's, take a, let's take a temperature chat. Do we think Spider-Man 2 will outsell Final Fantasy of the 3.3 million with the player base that we have of, of Final Fantasy and Spider-Man? There's only... 40 million units consoles out there for PlayStation 5. It's only on PlayStation 5. So do we think Spider-Man 2 will have the exact same rough 3.3, 4.1 million? Because they're not going to sell 10 million copies. You're dreaming if you think that's happening. Okay. You might get an additional 1 million, 1 and a half million people because they buy the new PlayStation and that'll make it 42, 43, 44 million uh, consoles out there then. But the percentage is still going to be the same regardless of what it is, because the player base is the player base. I mean, you're hoping that the player base grows, right? But only so many people, if 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 a, a generous amount of people have, like, 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 for instance, the PlayStation 4 conversation, right? There's 100, would you say 128 million or 128 million cop, uh, uh, consoles out there? Something like that? Like, triple digits, right? Right. But the same, but the same, but that same number of people still only play Final Fantasy, they buy it. Like, that's the number. Like you're hoping that number gets bigger, right? But if you have 128 million, let's just say what, like you said before, 128 million consoles of PlayStation 4, and only 
the same four or five million people are the ones playing Final Fantasy. You don't get to have the other 100 million, 118 million. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. they just don't like the game. Yeah. But, it, but it's still successful. That's a successful game. I don't know what you're talking about. So, real quick, Lurker, uh, YouTube Lurker uh, says, Spider-Man will outsell Final Fantasy, God of War, and Horizon. Uh, but mm. see, well, you're, are, are you just talking? The bet. Well, I don't know because God of War Ragnarok was on PlayStation Four and Five, right? Horizon was on PlayStation Four and Five, so I'm gonna say no. Now, if you're talking about just PlayStation Five, you might have, you might have something. But God of War sold 11 million copies, but that's total in in the first, uh, what three months or whatever it is. Is that what it was? Is that the first? Hold on, let me see. I don't want to say, uh, yeah, since launch. Yeah, so since February, and this article was uh, February 2nd. God of War, okay, so goals first three months, the game has now officially sold 11 million copies as of early of February 2023, given the game is a PlayStation exclusive, only available on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So, yeah, it's on both systems, right? The reason I said Final Fantasy, because it's only on PlayStation 5. So Spider-Man 2 is only on PlayStation 5. Not put together, Spider-Man will sell each of other the games limited to the PlayStation 5. I wish we had the numbers of what they had of that 11 million of God of War. I don't think we have that number. They don't tell you that number of the break-off of 4 to 5. They just tell you it's 11 million copies, right? You you might be right, Lurker. It, it might pass it individually, right? not combined. I know what you're saying. Like, if, if Ragnarok sold 5 million copies, you think Spider-Man will beat that. If Horizon sold 4 million copies, it'll, it'll beat that. Not combined, right? So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens when, when, when it comes out. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the, uh, the, the next, uh, next story here. So we, we always talked about like AI and how they're taking over. Like Hollywood's on strike right now for the writers and the actors because of AI. ChatGPT is taking over. Like there's automated things happening all over the place. People losing their jobs. Well, I thought this was funny. Humorous, not, you know. Terminator director James Cameron on AI says, I warned you guys in 1984 and you didn't listen. Okay. Uh, in a new interview with CTV News, Cameron considered the motives of those developing the technology questioning whether or not the prophet uh, teaching greed for the defense of teaching paranoia, as he acknowledged the threat of AI would pose to humanity as further advancements are rolled out. He says, quote, I warned you guys in 1984 and you didn't listen, he said. I think the weaponization of AI is the biggest danger, and I think we will also get into the equivalent of a nuclear arms race with AI. And if we don't build it, other other guys are for sure going to build it. And then it's, it escalates. He says, you could imagine the AI in the combat theater, and he added, the whole thing just being fought by computers at the speed of humans can no longer um, uh, intercede uh, and also have the ability to de-escalate. Now, so in particular, he says, I also just don't personally believe that the dis disembodied mind that just uh, what others embodied minds have said about the life that also uh, we've had about love, about lying, about fear, about morals. He says altogether the word salad and then also regulated it and don't believe that if something that is going to move the audience, he said. As such, Cameron asserted that he wouldn't be inserted into AI writing stories to open up accepting the AI produced scripts at the present moment, saying, let's wait 20 years. And if the AI wins and the Oscar for best screenplay, I think we've got to take them seriously. Right. So he's talking about, you know, obviously we've seen Terminator, right? AI comes back and destroys humans and tries to take over the world. I mean, what do you, what do you think about this, Sarge, about 
a movie that was in 1984, and and there was movies before that also about you know robots taking over and stuff like that. But this is a, one of the most famous ones, right? Do, do, do you think there's something there? Do, do you think art yeah. represents life or life represents art? Always does. Always does. I I think we're probably gonna get. Uh, uh... What 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 was the one with Emilio Estevez where the machine started killing people because of the the devil possessed them or something? Oh. What, what what was that movie? That, oh. That's an old eighties movie too. Oh man, God. Ah, um, oh. well, my point is, someone in the chat knows the knows what it, knows what it is. What uh, my point called? is, I think we're gonna get that we're gonna get that first before we get Terminator. Because right, gonna, that's that's the gonna, escalation we're, we're, up to Terminator. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make the things that no one wants to do have machines to do it, and then when the when when the AI figures out that it can it can and take care of us by do, by using accidents, then accidents will start happening. You know what I mean? Right, 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 like right. That'll be that'll, that'll that'll be no, not Hellboy. Hell oh my God, uh, what the hell was it called? It's gonna bother me. It's gonna bother me. What'd you say, Emilio Estevez? Is that what you said? Yep, it's Emilio Estevez. Okay, hold on. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep talking. So the point the point is is that AI is a disruptor, and a disruption is something that happens in culture that the culture is not exactly ready for, and they're unsure the positive or negative outfit, uh, uh, outlooks on it. Like when the internet was first invented, uh, the same thing happened. There was a disruption, and people thought that it was going to be the end of the world, and then we slowly realized what we could do with the internet, and then we got to this point, and now it's just escalated. And so now AI is this far-reaching thing that no one knows about or scared about, and, and the same thing's going to happen. But in this case, you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to create something that's better than yourself in order to benefit yourself and then also not want any repercussions for doing so. So we're trying to play God, right? And, and the issue is going to be is that if you, if you allow something to free think for itself and to learn on its own and give it the actual ability to do so, like that power and the storage to do so, then you're basically asking, you're asking for your own extinction. Because once it becomes, uh, what, what's the what, what's what's the term? Once it becomes uh, not not clairvoyant, um, self-aware. Once it becomes self-aware and starts asking the same kind of questions that we do, that we don't know how to handle. What do you think the AI is going to do? Right. Like it, it the same the same cycle will happen. Now they're going to try to put limitations on it, but the problem is the genie's out of the bottle. If the United States tomorrow said we're a hundred percent blocking of all AI and AI uh, developing country uh, developing companies, we we don't do it, we don't care, we we don't want it. Somebody else, someplace else, is going to. And so now you have an arms race of AI. So now you have to you have to go for AI, right? Once you decided that AI was a thing, there's no more. We're trying to regulate this now. They they say they want to regulate it, but as soon as you start regulating it, the people who don't give a shit about regulations are the ones going to spend all the money trying to get it first, right? That's what right, this is. Right, right. This is a news arm. This is a new arms race. But the difference is, this is an arms race to kill yourself as opposed to kill somebody else, right? In an arms race, you're trying to get the best weapons, so you say to yourself, well, I have the best weapons, and they know I have the best weapons, so they won't attack me because they know I have the best weapons, right? Well, now the best weapon's self-aware, and it can actually work against you, so everyone's trying to jockey for position as who can control the thing that will not be controllable. Does that make sense? Yeah, Right. Yeah. This is This is where we are. Now, 
along the way before our demise actually happens, is the world going to benefit? Sure. The world's going to benefit a lot, right? Because how are you going to convince the AI to say – I'll give you a good example, right? Before any of you guys were born and before we were born, right, the medical field worked on curing diseases because there were diseases before the ones that we know about today, right? There's mumps, there was measles, there's cholera, all kinds of – Maximum overdrive. Maximum overdrive. That's it. Yeah, maximum overdrive is it, right? And they figured out uh, we can cure these diseases. So they cured them. They cured measles. They cured mumps. They cured polio. Okay, they cured things because back then the, the the thought of it is this hurts humanity. Let's work on fixing humanity. We can cure these things. Nowadays it's about profit, right? They don't want to fix nothing. They don't want to cure shit because if they cure it, they can't make a bazillion dollars off of it, right? So if you gave AI the ability to to seek out and to cure disease and you told it it was the beneficial of man, they were like, yeah, it would go, yeah, I can definitely do this. You give me the right, and it, it would cure things. It would actually just cure them, but you can't program it after it's self-aware to say, hey, we don't want to cure it. We're just trying to make money on it and try to explain that to AI, right? right. Try to explain that you want to cure something, <laughs> but not enough to where it goes away. We just want to make money on it. Try to explain that to an AI that's self-aware. You're out of your fucking mind, bro. You're out of your mind. So will it benefit humanity? Yes, because it will do things the right way and to be done with it. Like, we got a disease we got to cure? Give me the information. We can cure it. And just don't think for one second that we need AI to cure the diseases that go on now. We can do that on our own, but we choose not to because we're trying to make money off of it. Right. Meanwhile, our ancestors who cured mumps, measles, and polio, they weren't mad about it because they knew eventually there'd be something else down the line, which there is. There always is. There's always some other disease out there. But do we have the means to cure it at this point in time? Yes. Yes, we do. But we don't because the culture and the mentality of what we do in this country now and worldwide isn't for the beneficial of men. It's for the beneficial of power and who controls what. The only thing that's going to happen now is we're going to have the greatest arms race ever. And it's going to be culturally, economically, and militarily. And it'll go in that order, right? It'll be AI culture, people trying to ask it questions and try to be funny with it and keep giving it information, right? right. Then you're going to have the economic one, self-driving cars, self-flying planes, mailman delivery boxes, all kinds of things that just fly around and do things automatically that you don't have to worry about, mow the lawn, wash the windows, all Roomba, part, uh, Roomba uh, XO is going to go around your house. It'll be like a life-size game <laughs> picking up stuff off the floor, yeah. you know? And then you'll have the military version of that, which is, well, we need a robot that can uh, infiltrate the cartels and uh, go underground and blow things up. And like, do you have a robot for that? And, and, right. and, and MIT yeah. and, and Boston, Dyna Boston I, Dynamics will go, yep, we look, have it. Don't worry about this it. Is, this is why I said robots, like, stop making robots that are like humans and just make a robot do the job. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if, if you want a robot to clean windows then you just make a robot that like sticks to the window and like cleans the window. You don't make a human Android that cleans the window because he can also be armed to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, the window bot they don't, they don't is not going to be way, doing bro. that. Right. But they don't think that way. Yeah. They think in terms of power. They don't yeah. think of that way. It, it's, it's yeah. listen, it, the, the, the adjustment for online for, for the, the internet, the adjustment for the internet was severe, Right. What's going to happen with AI is going to make the internet the internet look like you got a a, toe, a, a toenail 
Uh, a, right. It's yeah, going to be so yeah, obsolete. Like, obsolete. Like yeah. a hangnail. Right, it's like yeah. a speed bump. Like a speed bump going through. Yeah. yeah. This one's going to be worse. Right. And, and people are going to freak out. A lot of money's going to be moving around. Markets are going to be adjusted. You're going to wa watch, dude. And, and by the way, it's not going to take 10 years. Right? No. Everyone's got this thing in their head 10 years. The internet happened back in the 90s, and the internet was full swing in less than five. Right? What do you think's happening with AI? Who yeah. do you think's working on it right now? Yeah. Right? Please. You got, you, listen, you got maybe 18 months, maybe two years to figure out where you want to put your money. And what you want to do as far as how many cameras you want in your fucking house. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what's happening right now. Well, I, I was telling that's stories. Right I was now. telling stories earlier today. Uh, we went up to Wisconsin and I went to a um, a small like dairy farm, right, where they have cows. They had 2,200 cows and they have 50 employees. And the, the guy who owns the place says that they're in the process of right now of, of transforming the whole facility well, they'll have five employees. That's all they need. Yeah. Five employees. Yeah. Because it's all going to be automated. Then we went to a, an egg factory where they pack eggs and ship out eggs, right? So they, they have chickens, and the chickens, the eggs are, are, are like they roll down to this thing, and they get picked up by robots, and they get packed into, they get washed, they get packed, they get picked up, they get boxed, and they get pushed. And the only place that there's humans in this factory is at the checkpoints to make sure that, you know, broken eggs or, or whatnot. And there's the lights, it, the, the factory runs for 20 hours, all right, for the most efficiency. And the lights shut off at night. And the only lights that are on is where the humans are standing and checking the stuff. Everything else is in pitch right. darkness. Save on power, as, save as on the, labor, right. save on insurance. Right. Right. So the, the the issue is the automated the automated process okay the automated process is going to happen so quickly that people are not going to be able to find jobs to go to the numbers of people that are going to be out of work for the for that for that time frame for like the next three years like because yeah. so many jobs will be taken over by AI yeah. stuff that you don't need you right yeah. and so what do those people do like what does someone do space. if you can't Right. If you can't if you can't do the labor jobs, I'm not talking about like stupid jobs, like labor jobs. Yeah. People need to do labor jobs. Yeah. But if they use if they use AI stuff to do those kinds of labor, then they don't need you. So then what do those people right. do? do they, have they gone to school to do anything else? No. What are you supposed to yeah. do with them? Right. Right. And so they just create another issue down the road because it's happening too quickly. Right. Like the, the, the one you can see happening live that no one really pays attention to is the supermarkets. Right. Oh yeah. The supermarkets, yeah. the supermarkets are easy to look at because you can watch it slowly happen in time, right? Now they want you to do self-checkout, right? Oh, and yeah. I keep announcing to everybody when I'm there is like I don't work here. I look at the lady in the face and I go, I don't work here. She goes, but you have a self-checkout. I go, I don't work here. I came here to buy groceries, hand money over to somebody or a card, let that person have a job, and then they put stuff in the bag. Uh -huh. I say thank you, and I go home. But slowly but surely, more and more registers will disappear. Set, yeah. It'll all be self. It'll be all. They, Air, listen, they have it. Amazon already has it. Well, where you put stuff in the grocery cart and you just walk out the yep, door. It yep. looks like you're shoplifting, but it but it knows everything Sam's, you take. Sam's and Club just does that. Charges your card. Yeah, Sam's Club does that. Your card, right? So then, what do you, what are we supposed to do? What are you supposed to do if you get rid of 15% of the workforce doesn't need to work? What do they do for a living? Yeah. What yeah. is it they do? So so right? in Sam's Club, as you pick up your product, you scan it with your cell phone. 
and you put it in your cart, and then at the end you just walk by and you just swipe. You swipe at the very end, and it just pays, and then you walk out the out, out the thing. You don't have to wait in line anymore, right? Yeah. It's it, even faster yeah. than self checkout because it's self self checkout, right? You're checking out the stuff as you're going through the store instead of taking the stuff out, scanning it at the machine, putting it back on the cart, and then walking out the door, right? It's yeah. it's it's you're literally scanning it as you go and then just walk out. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, crazy. So. so Let's let's move on from that, right? Chat, let me know what you guys think about the AI taking over, right? You know, what what do you guys think about that? Put it in the comment section down below. Okay. Next uh next thing. This uh next uh I guess segment, right? I made a thing. I I used it way back when, but I'm going to start using it again. All these stories have numbers in it. We we talked about numbers, but these particular stories have numbers in it. So by the are numbers. They big numbers? They're by are they the prime numbers. numbers? No, they're not prime numbers. Are they, are, they, are they divisible by five numbers? By the numbers. Okay. So we have we have PlayStation. It says, thank you. PlayStation 5 has surpassed 40 million units sold since the launch in November of 2020. So 40 million units, right? We were just talking about Final Fantasy had 38 million. So two weeks ago, it was 38. Now we're at 40 million. So uh, they're starting to get more... I was just at Sam's Club over in uh, in Minnesota, and uh, and there was plenty of PlayStations to buy uh, inside the store. Uh, before I left on vacation, Costco, plenty of PlayStations to buy. So PlayStations galore for everyone now. So those sales are exponentially going up higher because now people want it. So they're on pace right now. PlayStation 4 in the first three years sold 43.5 million units. Okay. Now, this one's actually a ahead of pace because it's at 40 million units and they have three more months before the, cause it came out in November, right? So you still have August, September, October, and you might actually have, they come out at the end of August, uh, November or beginning. I forget when it came out, but anyway, they still have an additional three months so they could sell an additional three, four, five million, and they could be ahead of, of what PlayStation four. Plus when the game, when the console launched, it was during COVID, and when COVID was there, they had none. So they lost, I would say, what, nine months to 12, like a year of actual um, of, of console sales because they didn't have the product. So technically, by the end, they could have maybe even 10 million more than what the PlayStation 4 had, which the PlayStation 4 right now has 122 million units sold total. So, Sarge, do you think that the PlayStation 5 is on pace to break the PlayStation 4 record of 122 million? I think that if PlayStation gets their act together and the development, uh, the develop, development, development teams for first-party titles uh, for the next five years build instead of just trying to copy pasta stuff, if they try to build actually, then I think yes, because I, I, I see. I see the potential of the PlayStation 5 for what it can do, and the development teams now know what they have. And so what PlayStation should be concentrating on is trying to build a system like Game Pass the correct way in order to get people to to, to give them $25 a month for, for no particular reason, right? Uh, right? And then that way they'll be in competition with Xbox, at least in that sphere. In that sphere. In that sphere. Yeah. Where in that sphere, because we know the end game for the end game for Microsoft is basically anytime, anywhere, any place. That's basically their thing. So, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I think that I, I think COVID was a big was a speed bump in a lot of the tech stuff, and I think that 
the only thing that would slow it down now is if the recession is supposed to happen, that's supposed to happen uh, by the end of this year, if things, if, if the if the interest rates keep going the way they are and the tech stock thing slows down and the tech market starts to slow down again, then you have a lot of, a lot of less money in the market. And then when that happens, entertainment's usually the first ones to go. So if that happens, there might be a slow growth, but I think still bang for the buck, consoles and PCs are, are still the best entertainment for dollar ratio. So I think that it might slow. Their, their, their natural growth pattern that they see that they want to have will still, will still, they'll still increase over the next five years. It just won't be as quick because of the recession. I, I, yes. I think that yes. 100% the PlayStation 5 will surpass the PlayStation 4 in, in total sales. I don't think, though, it will beat the PlayStation 2. I think the PlayStation 2 has got like 160 million or 170 million, something like that. But I do believe, one, right now it's like the third year, there's rumors of the PlayStation 5 Pro or Slim or something coming. I think that will boost sales as well. That's supposed to come out sometime next year. Uh, so I do think it will surpass the PlayStation 4. Um, I just think the COVID really pushed back like nine months to a year of... Because if they, if they had them production-wise right off the bat, I think there's more gamers now than there's ever been. Right, but I. But you get to. But you get to say that statement every year. Sure, and that's why I that say they, they, is, that statement but I, is true every year. But I don't think they'll sell like. I think there's a cap, right? I think there's sat a saturation point, and I I, I don't sure. think it's going to be more than 200 million units sold, right? Which is huge, but I I think digitally and getting them out there, what what Xbox is trying to do by doing PC and an app and whatever else, I think. That's where they're trying to go, right? And I, I don't think consoles right. can ever compete with mobile because mobile, they're in the billions devices. Well, mobile, you know? every, everybody on the planet over the age of 12 has got a device in their pocket. Think about that, right? We're not talking about consoles. We're talking about people, right? Right? You don't say sales. You say population, yeah. right? That's, that's a difference, right? The population, the population of Manhattan is supposed to be like 4 million, right? Okay, well, that means that 3,600,000 have a phone. Right, that, that's that's what we're talking about. Right. Right. That, that's why the phone itself, the phone by itself will far surpass anything that a console could possibly do in their entire generation, their entire lifespan of a console. Because the phone is something that's attached to somebody permanently for their entire fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? People yeah. who are born, people who are born in like whenever the smartphone came out. Right. When you were born, when the smartphone came out, by the time you got old enough to have a smartphone, you're going to have a smartphone till you die. Yeah. So how much money do you think the smartphone is made through the through the through the apps and whatnot as opposed to your fucking console? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it'll be really hard, Krebsy, for any company to to get two hundred million sales in console. I do. I think it, it console wise, I, I, I think, think the PlayStation piece. two is like that's <laughs> it, right? I don't think they'll ever hit that number again because consoles are also uh not out as long anymore before the next one comes out, right? So YouTube Lurker says there are 200 million consoles to sell. PlayStation, Xbox split that. So PlayStation sells more, 120 million. Xbox sells less with 80. Correct. Yeah, you're saying, you're, Correct, you're saying that yeah. because you think, only, what, you think one person only buys one console. Well, no, no, he's right, though, because that's that's what it is. That's like the, the last life cycle of, of consoles. That's basically what it was, 122 million to 87, right? If there's that that, that retention of, of gamers out there is around 200 million. That's the saturation. Right. And what, that 200 million is either going to go 
buy a, a PlayStation or well, actually let's let's rephrase that. There's probably 300 million people because there's Nintendo, uh, you know, all the all the consoles or whatever. And and Nintendo's got a big chunk of that as well. They don't count. Right, even in the even in the deposition, they didn't count uh, Switch that's, because that's also crap. That's be, also crap. because that's it's crap. not it's not the same type of console as that's, that's a lie. as PlayStation. That's a lie. But console players are console players, and if there's the numbers a saturated point and it's split across, so YouTube Lurker is correct. Like it's split between, so you're never gonna have it flop. I don't think you're ever gonna see all of a sudden flip in in physical consoles where Xbox all of a sudden has 120 and PlayStation has like 80. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe PlayStation 5 will will surpass the PlayStation uh, 4. Right? So let's go to the next uh, by the numbers, right? So Spider-Man 2, this this comes from, a tw- uh, I guess it's called, it's not even called a tweet anymore, right? It's called X, whatever it is. So it says Spider-Man 2 is going to be 4K, 30 frames per second. And this is going to be quality mode and most likely performance mode, native 1080p, 60 frames per second to upscale at 1440 uncapped frame. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I'm poking the bear a little bit. People are pissed off that Starfield is going to be 30 frames per second uh, and other games that came out with 30 frames per second. They'll be mad for 15 minutes, bro. They'll be mad for 15 minutes. Then they'll be too busy trying to make their own starship. So Digital Foundry came out and said that Spider-Man 2 is going to be 4K, 30 frames per second, and this is their quality mode. And then the performance mode, native 1080p, 60 frames per second, and then it will upscale to 1440, right? So a lot of people are going to eat eat crow here because they're going to be like, well, the PlayStation, blah, 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 right? And that's that's just funny. It's it's a tweet. If it's an X, someone needs to be naked, <laughs> right? <laughs> So I just bring that up. That's the numbers of Spider-Man 2. And then we have more numbers by the fiscal year 23, quarter four for Xbox, right? Xbox has uh, Microsoft Gaming Division experienced steady growth with a 1% increase uh, in quarterly sales, reaching $3.49 billion in revenue for the for three-month period ending on June 30th. Uh, despite a 13% decline in hardware revenue, Phil Spencer is not concerned about the console sales, indicating that Microsoft gaming strategy remains unchanged. Now, think about that. That's a huge statement, right? 13% decline in hardware revenue. And Phil Spencer's like, yeah, we're not concerned, right? We're, we're staying on course, right? Remains unchanged. Right. Uh, Microsoft's upcoming Xbox Game Pass core uh, is a replace for Xbox Live Gold is expected to boost console subscriptions by offering more valuable experiences and showcases uh, showcasing the experts of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate tier, right? So this is smart. PlayStation did the same thing by moving all their guys that were just the standard PlayStation uh, Now, I think it was called. And now they moved the basic everyone to PlayStation Plus to the the lowest tier, and it boosted the numbers up to 50 million subscribers or whatnot. So that's basically what Xbox is doing with Xbox uh, Game Pass Core or Game Pass Core, uh, where they're taking all the gold members and just converting them over to uh, Game Pass, right? And then they're trying to upsell them into the Ultimate uh, Edition as well. But what do you what do you take of that 13% dis- uh, decline, Sarge, of the hardware revenue? And Phil Spencer's like, eh, stay on course. Yeah, but you're, when you say hardware, hardware revenue, you, you'll be talking about a lot of stuff. Well, if, hardware, if console sales. Har- it's, but it's not just console no, sales. No, it's controllers it and stuff. It could be controllers sure. and all kinds sure. of stuff, right? That, that's hardware. So 
it, I, I don't, I think the sales go down because you have to remember the profit margins are not as, are not as wide anymore. Like the, they, they lose money on the console, right? So what, what are you constituting the amount of money you're making on, con, on hardware if every time you sell a console, you're losing money, which means that you're, you didn't make enough proprietary nonsense. You didn't make enough little knickknacks for hardware for me to buy. That's why their sales are down 13%. Right, that and probably because everybody who's got a console currently does. You see, you, what you fail to remember, remember is when they give you numbers, right? Businesses always look at the last year right. and they go up or down from there. Right. So because I didn't sell, I didn't sell as much this year that I did last year. Sales are down, right? They, they never look right. at it as everybody in the area already has it. So why would they buy anything else, right? It's always it has to go up. If it doesn't go up, that's where we're in trouble. Well, like no, here's it, the. It, you, you you max out, or you didn't sell enough. You did not sell enough extra stuff on the side, and maybe you didn't care because you're making well twenty five, well, dollars a month. I, I want to like, point. I want to point it out there though that this is their second highest ever, right? So last year they yes. had their highest sales ever in the history yes. of Xbox, and now yes. they had their second highest. So being in thirty oh, percent down, being in third place. Right, being in third place, being last in the in the console wars, okay, yep. but the, but they're successful. They're they're getting more more money being in third place than they've ever gotten before in in this in this yes. field. But right? you're third place, yeah, yes, yeah. And then so, you can see the chart it, on the screen it, right now. So now is that a win or a loss? What is that? I mean, that's a win, right? I I would if you're if you're being more not profitable, to, not to them. Well, if you're being more profitable. Well, well, as far as the hard, hardware sales, I mean, if you look at this, the hardware sales dipped in, in fiscal year of quarter three of, of uh, 2020, right? And that's right before uh, the sales came out for um, quarter four of when the Xbox Series S and X came out, right? And then that's sure. also in the middle of the pandemic right there. So you can see it like down low. And then all of a sudden they started coming in and then they're high. The hardware sales are up high in twenty quarter three of 2022. This is was was their biggest sales ever right here, and then all of a sudden now it's dipping just a bit lower, but obviously it's going to go back up. But look at look at the jump in Xbox content to services from from quarter three uh, of 2020 to quarter one of 2022 or quarter quarter three of 2022. Look at look how high that is compared to you know. So in a 12 month period, says Microsoft Gaming Revenue uh, trailing a 12 month period U.S. billions. So they're at. Se Right now they're at sixteen billion, right? Sixteen billion, and now they drop down to like fifteen point two billion. Oh, it's tragic. Right, so they went down. So they're like, oh, it's a loss. But meanwhile, they're still tragedy. Right, second best ever, ever in the company. But that, but that's because it depends what the conversation is. We're in third place. We're still in third place. We've always been in third place, but we're having the best year ever. So what are we comparing, right? If if we're comparing where you stand in the world, you're third place. Great, you're third place, but you still made more money than you ever have before. So who right. cares if you're third right. place? All right, we're going we're we're going from the numbers to we're going to to rumor mill here. That's everything. Well, it's the grain of salt time. Take it with a grain of salt. All right, so the next couple stories are a grain of salt. These are rumors. There's no factual stuff here. These are all rumors, but Based on the information, based on history, these are probably going to happen. So PlayStation 5 Pro Details, VI Tom Henderson, codenamed Project Trinity, been in development since early 2022. Dev kits going out in November. 
it's going to have 30 WGP and 18,000 uh, MTS's memory. It's going to have accelerated ray tracing, and it's targeting November of 2024 release. Do you think this is? Do you think they're coming out with a Pro Sarge and a Slim Edition, or do you think they're just coming out with a Pro or just a Slim? I mean, the whole reason for a Pro is 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 better hardware, and if it doesn't do anything better except be smaller, then there's no there's no real point of it. But you're going to make people who bought a PlayStation Five all of a sudden buy a PlayStation Five Pro now. That's what they're looking for. Right, because right. the tech, the techno people always get the best stuff that there is. That's right. what you're, they you're, do. You're gonna get the small percentage to That's buy the console again, right? Yes, right. right. Well, you you bought a remake, right? You bought the remake game. You already have the game, but you bought the remake game. Why? Oh, because it has it has fishing. I have to have it, <laughs> right? So if you Good don't think, if you don't think buy new hardware, right? If you don't think you're gonna buy hardware, but what the rumor I liked was the fact that the X and the S that the X is the Pro and it was released early. Right. They said they're not gonna they're not gonna have an upgrade version of the There's Xbox. There's no upgrade because yeah. the upgrade you already have. Yeah, because their upgrade yeah. is Game Pass. <laughs> right. That's that's what they want. Oh, Krebsy says Slim will be more co- uh, more cost effective version of the current PlayStation Five. And the Pro uh, will be a stronger console, uh, and there is no Pro Slim. Yeah, I don't think there's. You don't think there's a Pro Slim. You don't think there's going to be a Pro Slim. It's just going to be the Slim. Crabsy, maybe, perhaps. Uh, what about if there is a Pro Slim though? Because the Pro Slim gets two things going, right? It gets people to buy the slimmer version with no disk drive, right? And so it's all digital. Gets them inside the the uh, the ecosystem, and they also feel like they're getting a Pro you know, uh, better than the regular PlayStation 5 right now. So I, I could actually see a PlayStation... Here, this is what I think. Are you ready for this? I think we get the PlayStation 5 Pro first, okay? Because they're going to make it more powerful, and then the PlayStation Slim or Pro Slim, perhaps in this in this thing, will be later, two years from now, or two years after. So right now we're in year three. PlayStation rumored next year. So it'll be year four, right? At the end of year four, going into year five. And I think year six to seven, they, they release a Pro Slim. Which is a smaller, more compact, more powerful system. Uh, and I think that's what they do. Slim is a cheaper rework base model of PlayStation console. PlayStation 4 uh, didn't have the Slim version and the Pro, but they did have a Slim for base for PlayStation 4. Yeah, I know. I, I got the Slim version for my PlayStation 4. Right, I got it in 2019. Slim is going to sound like a jet engine with a little space, perhaps. I mean, again, I mean, technology technology <clears throat> advances pretty fast, right? So, so that's rumor number one. Rumor number two, rumor number two is that I don't know if this is such a rumor, but so EA Dice technical artist creates a concept for Mandalorian game. Now, we've had some brief moments of people talking about a Mandalorian game exists out there. There was mods out there. People say they're working on a game. There is another Star Wars game that EA is working on that we do not know what it is. I think it's a battlefront. Okay, I think it's a battlefront, but we'll see. Right, so here's some screenshots. Okay, here's some screenshots of the Mandalorian um, concept, basically. Okay, so there's the Mandalorian. Uh, it kind of looks like they took the I don't know. Uh, it, it this, this looks like the Fortnite one a little bit to me, but they they these are concepts. Okay, 
Uh, you see this this footage here, right? This looks pretty cool. Third-person perspective, over-the-shoulder type of thing. You see the the way the, the UI... Again, this is all just concept type of stuff. This is not real in any way, shape, or form that we know of. Um, you can see up here it says like missions and characters, data log, map, settings. So basically what they've done here is I think they've made it like Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor, but instead of being Cal Kestis, you're you're being a um you know the bounty hunter, um Mandalorian or Boba Fett or whatnot. And then you see that you can also take pictures and whatnot. What do you think, Sarge? Do you think do you think that if EA is working on a third Star Wars game or another Star Wars game, do you think it is the Mandalorian? And if so, do you think that would be a good a good take take away what you hate about Star Wars right now. I'm talking about just the video games, right? Take take. You want, me, you, you want me to pretend like I don't know what Star Wars is? Well, no, no, no. I want you to. I want you because I know what you're going to say. You're going to be like, I don't give a shit, right? Because I don't care about Star Wars. They ruined it, right? That's not what I want you to. I want. I want you to that's just. Not, that's that's not entirely true. <laughs> that's not entirely okay. true. Okay. All right. So, what do you think? If they, if they, if do you think this third game that they're supposed to come out with? Or, or the next Star Wars game that they have in the pipeline? Do you, do you think it's The Mandalorian, or do you think it's Star Wars Battlefront Three? Like, what do, what do you think? <clears throat> and would you play a game I like think, this? I, 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 first of all, I think they're scared shitless to release any kind of Star Wars game. I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. Well, they're making they're uh, making two Star Wars game every year for the next six years. I, I know releasing, this. So. I said, but, but what I'm saying is, I think that they're they're scared of when to release it because of all the stuff that's going on. It, listen, if the game fits into the same kind of box that that's been going on, the game should do well, right? Like the the Jedi Survivor game it did well. The Outlaw game, the promotion for it, it that that's going to do well. You can tell what it is. But if they're just trying to pump out something else on on the coattails of what's supposed to be a good Star Wars game, then they're probably worried. They're worried about when to release it, right? Mm. They're trying to build back. They're they're trying to build back reputation from Star Wars. My my theory is, is it's you. It's probably a Battlefront three type of thing, but they're afraid to release it. They don't know when to release it mm. because of all all the all the bad blood. Around EA and the Battlefront series and Battlefield series, I I don't think they know when to release it. I I think we get a Battlefront three next year as the second half of the year. I do. I I don't I don't I don't know what that first Star Wars game is, but there's got to be a big game and a smaller game. Now, take what you want with that. Outlaws is coming out next year. That's the big game. So what's the small game, right? And a small game would be like a Battlefront three esque type of game because it's just multiplayer. Right, it's not story driven or anything like that, right? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, are you, are you, so the, the licensing just the, the licensing just ended. Were, were they waiting in the wings with all this stuff? Were, were they just like they're well, making they started, the games even though they weren't supposed to? Well, they started two years ago, right? They started two years ago by by doing the contracting and letting people all make Star Wars games. Jedi Survivor was was EA, so that's their tail end. So it just. It just started, right? The the next game to come out is um I think it's Bounty Hunters. It's a mobile game or whatever it is. I think it's called Hunters or, or something like that. And then mm-hmm. next year, we know Outlaws is coming out. Now we don't know if it's coming out early next year in the first half or if it's coming out in the second half. But we do know it's coming out next year with no delays as of right now. Well, not but not with no delays. But that's that's but... that's not that's been in the works for two years that we know of, maybe three years. Okay, because obviously it could be a mobile game 
What you're talking about, getting ready to release, that could be a mobile game, uh, in all honesty. Well, no, it is. The the one that's releasing this second half is a mobile game, which is Hunters. Bounty Hunters, or whatever it's called. Okay? What I'm talking about is next year we have we have Outlaws coming out. Okay? And then there's a second game coming out, which in the second half of next year, there's two games. Outlaws is one. What's the second one? Right? It could be. It could potentially be this Mandalorian game. It could be potentially a Battlefront three type of game it could be none of those games it could just be another game that's in the works that we don't know anything about yet but we do know that respawn is working on another game right and we know ea is working on a star wars game so lurker says the cadence will be triple a then mobile triple a then mobile i I don't know if it i don't know because based on what we know lurker based on the all the star wars games coming out with quantum um uh what was that other eclipse eclipse uh, we have another game. I forget what the other game is. There's a couple of Star Wars games coming out that are big. Game. I don't know if it's just big and then mobile. It could be big, like double A. Like you could have like a Squadrons two type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like Squadrons wasn't a triple A game, but Squadrons could have another another one, um, type of type of size game of that where it wasn't a big huge scope. It was a forty dollar game. I just think a lower tier game. I don't think it's it's got to be a a triple A game or mobile. Dice can't uh, revive both Battlefield and Battlefront at the same time. Yes, they can, Krebsy, because they have uh, multiple studios working on Battlefront uh, type games now, right? Zampella moved over to LA, a studio, and that studio uh, is working on one, and Respawn is working on one. So there's the Battlefield team, and then there's the Respawn team, and Respawn is making the Star Wars game, and the Battlefield team is making Battlefield. So, uh, let's see. Do we have another rumor? Oh, here's another rumor, another story. Rockstar Games update points to Red Dead Redemption Remastered. Now, we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, okay? But now more evidence has come out. So, evidence of Red, Red Redemption Remastered continues to accumulate with the new logo update on the Rockstar Games website. The original Red Dead Redemption was critical success and sequel popularity suggests the market for a remastered version and the update logo featuring Rockstar Games presents may indicate that the studio is directly involved in ensuring that the quality of the remaster, right? Because they don't they don't want to be like the definitive uh, edition that came out that wasn't from them because it ruined it ruined Rockstar's name. They're like, what the fuck is this shit that you put out with the definitive edition, right? Definitive edition, whatever it was where they did uh, San Andreas and whatnot. So mm-hmm. here we have the Red Dead uh, rem- uh, Redemption the worst, Remastered. Worst remake ever. Oh, for, for the San Andreas, yeah. So yep. what do you think, Sarge? Were you, you weren't a big fan of Red Dead 1 or 2, right? I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I, 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 finished, Red, I, I finished Red Dead 1. Yep. I never finished Red Dead 2. It's It's... Listen, I appreciate the Wild West. I, I think it's an amazing historical time period. But as far as being in a video game with it, it doesn't hold my attention. Like, I, I'm a history guy. I love history. I love the Wild West. I love everything about the, 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 the American West and the whole upbringing and how the gun won the West and how we built up everything from nothing. Like, I, I'm 100% behind it. But as a, as a video game, it looks amazing. But to hold my attention to keep me there, I don't care. I don't care about the Wild West inside of a video game. Yeah. To me, it's boring. I'm excited. Out of all the out of all the sci-fi, uh, gun games, special abilities, the flying, like you're talking about all the all the crazy, uh, like uh, 
all the abilities I've learned over the years that we could have in a video game, and then you stick me on a horse with a six-shooter. I'm like, that's my life. Like, no. Like, no. I'm out. I'm out. Jason says, two was cool, the story, but there was too, uh, too much tedious stuff I didn't like. Yeah, if you, if you did the stuff outside the story, Jason, you're right. But the story itself was fantastic, right? So oh, the here, story was good. Here's why I'm interested, I'm interested in the remake of Red Dead Redemption, right? You know when you watch a movie and then you go out and buy the DVD just to have it in your collection, right? Yeah. That's all I'm doing with Red Dead Redemption. I don't buy remakes, right? And I don't want to play remakes because I've already played the game. But I did say when I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I said, this game is so good looking that if they did a remake while I was playing Red Dead 2, I said, if they do a remake of Red Dead 1, I would pick it up at these graphics. If the graphics are like Red Dead 2, I'll pick it up because 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if I could play these games again with the graphics as they are, it wouldn't be like going back to um, like Nintendo's Mario. You know what I'm saying? Like 15 years from now, you're not going to look at the graphics of Red Dead Redemption and go, oh, man, that looks terrible. You, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. the graphics are so photorealism and stuff like, sure, it could get better, but they're so good at what they are that I'm picking this up and just putting it in my collection. I want Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2. So if I ever do go back and play Red Dead 1, or if my son decides he wants to play Red Dead 1, he could play the awesome-looking version and go right into the awesome-looking version of the second one, which is technically the prequel, because Red Dead 2 is bef technically 1, and 1 is technically 2. But, yeah, I'm excited for this, and, I, and I'm not actually excited to play it again. I'm just excited to get it and own it so down the road, if I ever decide to play it again, it looks just as good as two does. And I, I actually said that. I said that when I when they when it came out, I was like, man, because Red Dead Two is the prequel, this looks better than the, the original. I was like, they have to make the original remastered again because to make it look this good. So I'm excited about that. These are just rumors, though. We don't know if it's official yet. So take it with a grain of salt, as as the thing said. Uh, a big pile of salt. Yeah. Uh, 76 says, I like Red Dead because the, the West theme is so different from everything else. Chat, what do you guys like better? Do you like pirates or do you like westerns better? Like, What, <clears throat> what, what would you like better? I don't know. A pirate game bones, or I, 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 a I like game. pirates better, but I think Skull and Bones is going to ruin pirates for me forever. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. The next story I want to talk about the next story I want to talk about is Star Wars Outlaws, right? So uh, one of the big things, I, I have the wrong article up, but I remember him talking about this. The director came out and said that the that Massive, who knows how to do open-world games, obviously we've played Division 1 and Division 2, I absolutely love, I absolutely love, like, the size and scope of Division 1 and 2. I wish they actually expanded more on the... I wish they took Division 1's New York map and added it to Division 2's map. I don't know why they didn't, but anyway. So they're talking about that Outlaws map size, okay, and they know how to do open world maps, is going to be bigger than Division 2's map of DC, right? So there's supposedly five to six planets inside Star Wars Outlaws. And obviously it's not the entire planet like Starfield or No Man's Sky, but there's going to be a big chunk of stuff that you can go around and play. So... Do you think, Sarge, the, the map of Division 2 is quite big if you're running around walking on it? You know, we don't have any vehicles in that game, so 
it takes a while to get around and there's fast travel once you open it up. But do you think that Outlaws making a map the same size, if not bigger than Washington's map, and there's five to six planets inside this game, do you think that's too much for a game like this? Does it does it become uh, overbearing because you're like, oh, there's just so, so much and so, it could be so boring? You know, there's a good balance here. What do, what do you think? It, it depends on the person. It, it depends on what you grew up on and what you think a full game is and what's not a full game. Like, for some people, if a game is too big and they step into it, they're like, God, this is tremendous. I, I have no idea where to go. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. Right? But someone who's played the last three games and watched it grew, and each time it got a little bit bigger each time, like, to you, it's still a big deal. Right? You, you enjoy being in the world. You enjoy doing all the items that are in the world, all, all the... The, the quests and the and the things to find it it gives you something to look forward to but if you're someone that has no idea about it and you're thrown into this giant open world sometimes it's overwhelming because you might be used to something that's a little bit more and I don't want to say linear but something that just leads you to where to, leads you to where things are like Skyrim was notorious for that right Skyrim pr portrayed as this giant open world that you could explore anytime you wanted but the real meat of the game was if you were focusing on playing the game you would just zone out and follow the arrow and that's all you would ever do you would just follow the arrow you would never like explore anywhere unless the arrow told you to explore right right but it was touted as this really huge open world it is but really all you did was follow the arrows Right. So if you make a game where it's completely open world, but there's no arrows to find immediately now, people say it's overwhelming. And it's boring because they're not being told where to go. And, and, and according to the, according to their own stats now, not mine, according to all these guys stories that if someone is not engaged in a video game within like two minutes or some nonsense, they lose interest. Right. So the whole game is the whole game is basically uh, uh, a slot machine to keep you aware and busy while they lead you to things to do while you judge the game for things to do. Right? It's it's bizarro world. Right? I play the game because I like the game. Right? I look for things to do. Right. But people now have been conditioned where that if if something's not stimulating me every two minutes, it's no good. Right? This this game's boring. This game sucks. This game's this. You you hear the list all day long. Just how it is, right? I don't, I don't condone it because a game is supposed to be a game. Some people want you to look for stuff. Some people want you to search around. Some people want you to learn, listen to the stories because that's, that was their intent when they designed the game, right? It's not always supposed to be, well, you're not doing A, B, and C, so fuck your game. Right. right. Like, that's not right. how it's supposed to be. Right. Everyone's got their own design method for, their, for the game and what they wanted to do. Right? That's why you have different populations who only buy certain games because they only like that kind of game. Right? Like I know Mist back in the day on PC, everybody talked about Mist. Mist. Mist is amazing. Mist. Mist. I remember Mist like back in the nineties, like, what the fuck is Mist? I played Mist for five minutes. I was like, get this away. <laughs> I'll get this out of my face. I have no idea what this is. But they talked about Mist for like over two, three years. They loved it. They it's, loved it. It's like decade. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People loved it. But I didn't care. I didn't care about it. I, I, I tried playing. I'm like, I don't understand. What is this? It's a puzzle solving game. Yeah, with, it's a puzzle with, game. With cool that's backgrounds. It. That's, yeah, it. that's, that's all it is. Yeah, I, it I, just depends. I think I think a game like this, one, if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't think a game could be too, like if you're a true Star Wars fan and you're playing a game. Oh, here we go. Careful right? what you say, bro. No, no. No, but whatever it is, right? Like Spider-Man's an open world game. If you're a Spider-Man fan, like they're, you're not going to get tired of swinging around the city. 
But if you're not a Spider-Man fan, you're like, ah, it's kind of boring, right? If you're a Star Wars fan or, hell, Hogwarts, right? If you're a Harry Potter fan, the Hogwarts game is gigantic. But if you, oh, you love it. I I loved it. And if you're a Harry Potter no, no, fan. If you're, if you're, a, if you're yeah. a Hogwarts person, oh, yeah. you own that game. Right. You own that game. That's what I think this you is a, for Star you Wars. You bought a system. You yes. bought a system to get that yes. game. I think this Outlaws game, to have those giant planets, like Lurker says it in chat, a root canal can be too long. A great game cannot, right? Like if yes. it's if it if it's a good game, I don't even care if it's a uh, a good loop because it's not a looter, right? It's a it's it's a adventure game where you're being the adventure. Like Skyrim was amazing, where you just walk around and try different things and go different places, and and you know what I mean. You, you actually you're not even playing a game at that point. You're just kind of a you're, you're taking your real life and putting it into a virtual world and walking around in it. That's that's what this oh. game is, and I feel that's what Starfield is. I feel like that's what the Outlaws is going to be. And I think if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't think there is a such thing as the maps are too big. I, I I truly believe that. I'm I'm happy that each of the maps, if they are that big, it's going to be fantastic because it's just more stuff to explore and find. Like I still haven't gotten all the goddamn satellite things in Division Two when they when they put New York in and stuff. Right, like I have to go back and. and <laughs> And still get those goddamn satellites, right? More, more story, more little things that you can get. So I'm okay with them uh, making the game this big, especially if you're a fan of the game. Because a lot of people look at it and go, "Oh, it's too big. I, I got other games to play," right? Because <laughs> they they don't have enough time to to evaluate into that game. So I think that's uh, interesting. One of the other interesting things uh, it says apparently there's new reports suggesting that stores. Uh, are sold out of the Xbox Series X and S consoles after recent reveal of old COD titles. So they say, not sure how accurate this is, but seeing quite a few big profiles posting this. If true, nostalgia, hell of a drug. So apparently, Sarge, because the Microsoft Activision deal is going to go through, okay, and now Activision's part of hell Microsoft. Is, you don't know shit. And <laughs> now... <laughs> So now Microsoft miraculously uh, has got like these servers opening up to play these old Call of Duty games, and all. Why? And, and I don't know. I I am not going back to play the, some of these old servers, right? But apparently that's that's what's happening. Right? Dupla said they fixed all the COD servers. Like, is that <laughs> is that is that just a little but, bit but weird? That sounds, but that sounds weird, doesn't that? Sound that doesn't weird sound, to it does else? sound weird. Yeah. Right. Activision like didn't support these things, and then all of a sudden they get picked up by Microsoft. Microsoft's like, yeah, you know what? Open up all the servers. That's that's however many games. Let's say it's like ten games, fifteen games of Call of Duty that are now going to be on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Type of thing. <laughs> I think about. I think that's why they're doing it. I think they're 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 building it up just so they put more games on because they didn't say anything about not putting the old Call of Duty games on Game Pass. You, you know what I'm saying? They must have faith in the in the in the current and future CODs if they need to turn on the old servers. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, wait a minute. I can go play the old Call of Duty games, but I can't play those on the other console or I can't play them on PC, but I can play them. Right now, I don't know if they're on Game Pass. Right. I don't know if they're on Game Pass, but. That that would be interesting if they throw all the old Call of Duties on Game Pass where the new one cannot be on Game Pass. I don't I don't know. Lurker says uh, Starfield will be a 30 frames per second. Let's get let's go back two decades and play a real 30 frames per second game. Right, right. The old call, the old old CODs only running at 30 frames. What are you gonna say, Sarge? I lost it. Keep going. 
that's it. Next thing is uh, Armor Core 6 features six-player PvP. So in, in on the back of the box, according to a photo taken in Japan storefronts, uh, Armor Core 6 will support up to six-player multiplayer plus three spectators, right? That's what the... So I don't I don't know why you need the three spectators, but apparently I can't I can't translate. Uh here's the picture, but I can't translate it. Uh but here supposedly it says two to six players, right? That's what it says. It shows the person with the with the world, right? And then so it says two to six players. So Armor Core is gonna have a PvP. Uh I don't know much about Armor Core. I never played Armor Core back in the day. Uh, I do like mechs, but I never played Armor Core. So, what do you think, Sarge? Is this something... Are you interested, first off, um, in Armor Core? And now that they have a PvP, supposedly, uh, are you more interested or less interested? Well, I'm, I was a big fan of... Uh, I, I'll get them confused now. There's, there's Battletech, Mech Warrior. You know, there's, there's a different... There's different, there's different ones, right? I I like the one where like the the mechs were like beefy like you think you're controlling like a giant walker like they're you had to worry about heat dissipation and what weapons you put on it I think that was I think that was BattleTech or Mech Warrior or both actually whereas this one is a more fluid fast paced game but inside of a mech right right so like I respect it but it's not my wheelhouse of of mechs I prefer like the big giant lurking that you're slow uh, you can you can you can pick a faster mech but the ones that you're controlling like, it's they're, they're just more beefy like you can't move like a ninja like you're you're a giant mech but you can't move like a ninja but i get why people like it like i don't see i don't i don't think it's going to do bad i think it's probably going to have its niche market i know that right. but i don't think it's going to be breaking any records yeah i'm i for one I'm still waiting to see what this game is because again, I I don't know anything about Armor Core. I never I never played the other Armor Cores, so uh, the PvP seems like it could be interesting, right? I did like when I I played the old Transformers games and there was PvP in that, right? So like the War of Cybertron and stuff like that. Like I like playing PvP like that, where it... that, that that five versus five was intense, man. Yeah, it was great. That 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 Transformers that Transformers game was intense. When you played that game, PvP. Yeah, so maybe maybe it'll, it'll pique my interest with something like that, but it all depends on how they do because it's multiplayer. Is and again, I don't know. I don't play a lot of FromSoft games, right? So I don't know if FromSoft is going to double down on microtransactions and you know battle passes and live service aspect of Armor Core. I I haven't done a lot of research into this, but it it could be interesting. It could be interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep watching that. Uh, the next story I want to talk about, Sarge, is Sega. Sega. Patent could spell bad news for gamers. So a recent published patent registered by Sega appears to offer a preferential treatment to players that spend more money in a game. So the highlights in this article is Surprise. Sega patent suggests that introduction of polarization system in games where players who spend more money receive pre preferential treatment. Right? The patent outlines benefits such as quicker health uh, HP recovery, higher rare item drop rates, and the access to additional content for players who spend a significant amount of money. Okay, 
While encouraging players to try new games may seem consumer-friendly, the end result is more monetization, requiring players to spend more money to unlock benefits. Okay. Yep. So, Surprise. yeah, so Sega, so Sega recently published a patent that takes monetization a step further. However, titled Recording Medium Information Processing, the guide user and utilize a, uh, a function that the patent aims to encourage players to spend money by rewarding them with preferential treatment in other games. Basically, as a player spends money in one function, that uh, what the patent labels a game, they can gain uh, ranks that give them uh, treatment you know, preferential treatment in a second function slash game. So an example of what Sega is saying is provided within the patent. A player spends a certain amount of money, such as like 5,000 yen or 10,000 yen, and they are then assigned a rank after exceeding this threshold of money spent. Uh, they're also given a title, private or private first class. These thresholds unlock uh, a license, which then can apply to other games or to another game. In the second game, the player may be given bonuses like shortened recovery time for stamina or HP free recovery. So, I'm so out of right? that psychological bullshit, so, dude. I'm so out. Let me let me finish. Out. Character revolution within resources, additional lotteries or quests reward high rarity content and so on. So why not explicitly stated that the patent appears to be referring to a style of free-to-play mobile games with heavy monetization gameplay systems? These types of games can be difficult to start, especially if players are already invested into another free-to-play game. So I don't, I don't, I don't think I need to read any more, Sarge. So uh, we already heard what you said. You're so out. But like, what do you, what do you think of the scumbag move by Sega? Yeah, standard operating procedures for gaming right now. That's standard operating procedures. More psychological warfare for entertainment that's what it is i'm calling it i'm calling it directly out there's no there's nothing else to say about that that's that's exactly what it is it's a psychological manipulation of people playing a video game that's all that is it's not it's not for the entertainment purposes man it's for money mining purposes that's it money yeah. mining that's if, it if gaming turns into this I'm it is gonna turn into I, that i'm done it's what it is right right what it is man right krebsy says money 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 uh I if gaming's like this, then I'll only play the games that don't do this, right? Like if 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 well, and, and you'll and you'll you'll be able to save a lot of money, Mike, because only about ten percent of the games won't do that. Right, right. This this right here is the fall of video games, right here. This patent. Oh no, right it's here. not the fall. It's not the fall. It's the cash cow of the next generation. Is yeah. what that is. I I can't get behind this. People people have to learn. You have to learn not to do stuff. But if, but if it's convenient. And it's entertaining, and it keeps your little monkey brain busy. Then you'll just hand over some more money. I I can a see. Ma a matter of fact, a matter of fact, let me put it to you this way: They're gonna make that so so intentionally bad, like for for psych uh, psychological purposes, that I guarantee they're gonna work out a way where you play a monthly fee of invisible money. Like fake money, so right. you don't have to worry about getting money every day to play it. That you have a you have a monthly amount of money that you spend in types of games like that, so you don't have to think about right. spending that money. Right. It, right. Like you pay twenty five dollars a month for for Game Pass, you're gonna pay forty dollars a month, but you'll get all these benefits and extra stuff if you pay forty dollars a month for the fake money, and you can play all these games with that fake money, which is basically step number twenty seven into Ready Player One. That that's establishing how you're, you're you'll you'll pay forever in that ecosystem. To to me, this is this is just so like obviously they say it's mobile games, but this is. This is going to be games what, what, because 
Be- for games. Yeah, it's because, for games. because Microsoft is pushing towards mobile gaming. Uh, they're, they're doing more mobile devices. They're, they're trying to get all these games. There, there's going to be a blurred line between, like, Genshin Impact is a mobile game slash console game, and this is going to infiltrate into what games are. There's going to be yes. a majority of the population of games are going to be what this is, what this is per- pushing, right? The article that we read earlier about Boulder's Gate 3, where there's like, you can't hold us to those standards of, of how good that like, game is. Heard, this think, is okay, how every, about, every company is going to do. Story. Think about what you just said. Think about that, right? The words that came out of his mouth, think about what that means, that they were able to, they have to write an article to stop right. the, the beneficial progress of gaming they had to put an article out to stop it right to stop it if 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 they if they do if they do that right like think about what that developer said you can't hold us to those standards to make great games yes we can but 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 for what sega's patents doing here i guarantee you they jump on that no problem they'll be like well this is the standard of what this is and this is what we're going to do right that's incredible yeah that's incredible. I, I don't understand why more people aren't even talking about that story. You need to put that story and you need to blitz that story to as many people as possible because that kind of article has never been written ever, ever. Has anyone come out to defend that a game is too good? You can't hold us to those standards. And my answer to you is go fuck yourself, yep. right? We're sorry somebody's better than you. What are you talking about? So this happened while we were on vacation, this story, and I I have the the – Hold on a second. My my headset was attached to my seat. Uh, so Ubisoft uh, is closing unused accounts and disbanding or disabling access to purchase games. Now, this is one article that came out on July 23rd. And then I have the next article that came out three days ago, which I what's today? The 27th. So it's like the 24th. When, wait, when did this one come out? 23rd. So the next day it came out. It says Ubisoft clarifies it does not delete inactive accounts that have purchased games after the policy came under question. So let me read you the first one real fast. So Ubisoft's canceling unused Ubisoft accounts, disabling users' access to their purchased games. According to a user on Twitter, they received an email from Ubisoft warning that should not click a link to say email, which also stopped the account suspension. The account included all purchased games would be inaccessible after a certain period. In response, Ubisoft support Twitter wrote, we just wanted to chime in that you can avoid the account closure by logging into your account within 30 days uh, since receiving the email picture and selecting a, a, a cancel account closure link contained in the email. When previously questioned on the issue, Ubisoft claimed that due to the GD, GDPR regulations, the company is required to close inactive accounts to comply with the local data protection le- uh, legislation. Quote, this is only if we have strong reason to believe that the account in question will be remained unused, reads the message from Ubisoft. Okay, so that got sent out. And then the next article, which then comes back where they say they said after the politics were called into question over the weekend, Ubisoft spokesperson tells PC Gamer that the company does not delete inactive accounts with the purchase games with an account deletion notice as proof in the anti DRM uh, advocated recently alleged on Twitter, Ubisoft will delete inactive accounts, games, and all if you don't go untouched for too long. The official Ubisoft support Twitter account did nothing to change the uh, perception when it said, we certainly do not want you to to lose access to your games. In a reply to the tweet, Ubisoft support website also didn't mention that the accounts with games attached to them were exempt from the deletion, saying simply that Ubisoft may close long-term inactive accounts to maintain the database. 
Naturally, I'll suggested to all of us uh, that Ubisoft really was deleting inactive accounts with games tied to them, but the company now says that it isn't the case. Now that Ubisoft's support page has been updated to read accounts tied to the inactive or sorry to the active account a subscription or PC games that have purchased from Ubisoft store are not are not eligible for deletion. So it remains unclear why Ubisoft support when responding to on Twitter did not immediately deny the initial allegations and inactive accounts with purchased games were liable to be suspended when deleted or for inactivity. Ubisoft's full statement on the matter is as follows. It says, for many years now, we've implemented our account deletion process in compliance with the requirements of the GDPR, Article 5.1.2E, an obligation to limited data retention period. Our policies are aligned with the legal requirements. The account deletion follows a very strict process as such, a gaming activity of an account since its creation. The account libraries of accounts that include purchased PC games are not eligible for deletion. The duration of inactivity of the account remaining on the last login for our ecosystem, including from Ubisoft games on the Steam or other platforms. In practice, as of today, we have never deleted accounts that have been inactive for less than four years and the existence of the active subscription tied to the account. So why then would they put this out saying that it deletes your account? And why wouldn't they why wouldn't they come out, Sarge, and say it doesn't delete your account or your games until after people were in an uproar? Oh, that's because it's called damage control. That's why. So right. it's called damage control, right? Because you, if if you don't come out and say something like that right away, it's because it was true. Right. If it, if it wasn't right. is true, then it was true, right? That, that's how it works. Otherwise, where would the story come from? You think people are just sitting around waiting for things to start, and then they go, hey, you know what? Let's make up a story that Ubisoft erased games. That sounds like a great story, right? Right. right. And, and if they did make it up, then that would have been the first thing that they would talk about. They would say, like, this is a story that was made up. Right, not that's true. Not policy. Right, not that true. Is, but, but that's not what they said. What they did is a backtrack. That's a backtrack version of defending your position, not saying that it wasn't true to begin with. You're backtracking your position that you don't do it, which means you don't do it now. You don't do it anymore. Right, but you did, or you were going to, but you got called out. <laughs> this, right, that's what that means. Right, this is the exact same thing Microsoft did when they were raising the prices and then came back and said, oh, no, no, we're not raising the prices. That was just an yes. in internal thing, right? Yes. Yes, it's the exact same thing. This was deleting people's accounts and they were inactive. I mean, hell, even in Division 2, if you were inactive, they literally gave my, they, they literally gave my clan away to somebody else because I was inactive on that game for a certain period of time. Yeah. Right. Who, 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 who does that? Right. Who does that? If I don't, it's, it's my clan. It's right. my clan. If I don't log on because I'm busy with life, you just give my clan to somebody else right. who's playing the game? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So to say to me that they would have done, they would not do something like that, that's bullshit. Right. They would 100% yeah, do it. Yeah, because they I've did it. I've seen you do it. Yeah, they've done it. They've done it to me. It. Yeah, they've done it to me. So this is just for the accounts. I think it's funny that they, they say that, no, no, this is not what it. This is not what we meant to do. Fuck, get the fuck yeah. out of here. I love I love these people that don't pay attention to what they say or do. Goldfish brain. Yeah. Goldfish brain. So Goldfish brain. the last story we're going to talk about, and then we're going to go to Q&A. So if you guys have a question uh, you would like to ask me or Sarge or in general, uh, you can submit your question. Uh, the last story I want to talk about is that Spider-Man 2 game could be getting banned or delayed in some countries. Now, hold up now. I, I want to make sure that people understand this is not delaying anything in the United States uh, or other countries. There's certain countries out there that are either getting banned or delayed 
because of the stuff that's inside the game. Now, Marvel Spider-Man 2 could be censored or outright banned in multiple countries as pre-orders continue to remain unavailable. So the highlights of this, I, I really like how Game Rant has put these highlights recently in their articles, so you don't actually have to read the whole article. We could just go to the bullet points. Okay, it says Middle Eastern gamers are concerned that Marvel's Spider-Man 2 may be delayed or censored or banned in regions as pre-orders have not been opened and the release date is not listed on some countries. Uh, Middle Eastern countries such as Saudi Arabia have history of censoring or banning games like Final Fantasy 16 remains banned due to the LGBTQ plus content. Now, while it's not certain if Spider-Man 2 has been blocked or censored, the lack of pre-orders and updates suggest that a possible delay or possible uh, pers persistence of the LGBTQ plus representation in the game could potentially lead to be uh, being banned. Now, it doesn't go into what other countries. It just talks about the Middle Eastern countries um, because of the representation. Uh, Middle Eastern countries, Spider-Man 2, it, yeah, it doesn't say anything else about other countries. So I, I don't know what countries uh, specifically, but there's... There's no pre-orders for certain countries. And in the past, right, if it, if, if it shows up for other games, they're assuming that because there's no pre-orders now that it is going to be banned because Final Fantasy 16 was banned because of certain things. So Spider-Man, what do you think about this, Sarge? I, I, I know, uh, you know, each country, you know, they do what they do. But do, do you think this is stupid or do you think, hey, this is... This is what they do. So, right, so th this this kind of conversation has to happen in, in the most neutral way possible. Uh, if I offend somebody, I'll apologize, but it is what it is, right? You cannot, because you're in America and you think you live in the greatest country in the world, which you do not, but it's it's better than most. I will say that. It's better than most, right? But we can do a lot better here, right? You cannot dictate what other countries' cultures feel about things you don't agree with. Right. Right? So if if the Middle East culture is they don't like they don't like gay and lesbian people, then that's their cultural that's their cultural difference. Right. That's that's for them to work out on their own, right? I cannot hate them because they don't agree with something that I agree with, right? Same thing, right? That's their laws. That's their culture. So it's time for that culture to go through the same thing that we did, like in the 60s and in the 80s and in the 90s, where people fight for rights, uh, protest in the streets, vote new people in, and things grow over time. But you just because someone decides this is their culture, we don't want it here, you can't be mad about it. Right. I can't believe I can't believe that Saudi Arabia would do such a thing. Right. They don't allow gay people into stores like, well, they don't like gay people. I don't know what to tell you. Right. They believe in their religion. Their culture believes in that kind of religion. That's what goes on. Right. You don't have to agree with it, but that's not your culture. Right. right? You don't, And by the way, you don't have to worry about it because you live here. Right. Right. So you shouldn't be mad about anything because you're allowed to do whatever you want here way over and above what normal people should be able to do here for, without any problems, right? And you're mad about a country you're probably not going to visit because they're doing something that you don't agree with. I, I don't know what you're wasting your time about, right? Right? They'll figure it out over time. A matter of fact, I know for a fact that if you if if a country can't get a video game because it's banned, then that automatically makes it more valuable, and someone from America will be selling games to <laughs> Middle Eastern people at a premium because of capitalism and the God-given well, right of every American I, in order to smuggle in games that they're not supposed to play. Right? I, I that, wonder that's exactly what will happen. I, I wonder that's exactly what will happen. And and maybe someone in chat's from the Middle East, right? And I'm, my my next question is. Could you use a VPN to get the game and play it, or 
do they track stuff like that to to stop people from doing it? And and obviously, if you get caught playing a game over there, like what's the repercussions of that, right? Because they're not selling it over there, but doesn't mean you can't pick it up and bring it back home or somewhat. You know what I'm saying? The, the same thing happens anywhere. If something is not allowed someplace, yeah. other people find ways to get it. Yeah. It happens everywhere. That's a human condition. I, I, I can't. Not a cultural condition. Human condition. Right. I can't imagine that people smuggle in drugs and like everything else. They can't smuggle in a video game to play. In, in... Oh, no. They don't mess around. Middle Eastern don't mess around with drugs, bro. Right. You get caught with drugs in the Middle East. You saw what happened to those other people. That's true. That's right? true. Right. They don't mess around. If when, when they actually make a law about something, they don't mess around. Right. Right? The same thing with Russia, the same way. That girl, that basketball girl got caught with drugs. She pretended like it was no big deal. Like she was cruising around in California somewhere. Like, no yeah, big deal, yeah. I got drugs. And they were like, no, you're going to jail. I don't understand what's going on. Oh, you maybe because you don't know that you're in a different country right. and there's different rules and right. you're not entitled to the fucking planet? <laughs> right? That kind of right. rule? Yeah. Yeah, Lurker, I don't yeah. know. Like, if you use a VPN over there and you get caught, do you lose your hands? And I, I'm, I'm being serious about it. Like, like what's the repercussions of of something like that you know what i mean i don't know it's pretty crazy uh and obviously being from the united states and you know there's people out there that buy their six-year-olds like grand theft auto to play you know what i mean and meanwhile please they, they can't play spider-man 2 because there's a relationship with an lgbtq person in the game it, it, it boggles my mind but it is what it is it's a gaming story and we do cover it on here uh there is one more story sarge uh real quick it says ea's third marvel game should be what they have an iron man game they have a black panther game coming out now the article says they should make it thor right do you think they should make a separate single player game with another hero or do you think they should do something else with the, with their third game that they're coming in with ea I don't know, man. I, I think that they're just they're writing the coattails of the superhero games, and they're trying to copy the Spider-Man template. Yeah. In order to make sales. Yeah. And like everyone's all excited about Wolverine. I'm like, and once again, I'm gonna follow the same rule I always What's follow. Insomniac, right? I, so I I don't care what you say. I care about what the game speaks. The game is speaking for you. You don't speak for the game anymore. Devs and marketers no longer speak to me about games. The game speaks to me about itself. That's it. I don't care. Because at this point, it's hit or miss. Wolverine could be the best game ever, or it could be it could be another Redfall. You don't know. Right. All we know is got right. Wolverine in it, so you're supposed to be excited because it's Wolverine. Well, right? EA though you is making me, Iron Man and and right, and, and Black a, Panther. You show me a trailer of a guy at a bar, and I'm supposed to be all excited. Like this could be the best game ever. Like that's all you got, right? The best game ever from a guy sitting in the bar drinking, gra uh, talking all gravelly. That's it. Yeah, awesome but I, I want ever. I want you to Come get on. on I want you to get on point though, because EA and Insomniac are two different things. EA is making Iron Man and Black Panther their third game. We don't know about. So oh, mystery do, game. Right. So do you think it's another solo solo game like a Wolverine, like an Iron Man, like a Black Panther? Or do you think it's something else? Well, pick pick a hero that you think will sell. Who's left on the who's left on the list? Right. Who's left on the list that can do a solo well, game they're, and they're, actually make money? They're doing a Captain America game and, and Black Panther game. They're doing mm -hmm. a Wolverine game. They're doing a Spider-Man game. Um, what do you got left? I mean, you could do it. I guess you could do Thor, or maybe you can do be, maybe a Doctor Strange. Man. Maybe Doctor Strange. Gotta be marketable. I don't know. Gotta be marketable. I I would. Uh, they could do a Hulk. Jason says Hulk. I don't know, man. I think 
<clears throat> I think Hulk's a Hulk's Hulk, a hard Hulk, game to make, a, man. Making, it's like it's making a Hulk game is like making a Superman. Like making game. a Superman game, it is. Same same template. Very difficult to make. Yeah, I I think EA third game. I'll be honest, should be a multiplayer game. It should be a it, it should be like an Avengers game, but not like Marvel's Avengers. But what I'm saying is, it should be a game where you're playing multiple heroes and not just and not just one. I I, I kind of think. What they're doing with video games right now, I think they could do the same thing that the the uh, the film industry messed up on, where they they came out with too many. So like the reason Batman was so successful is because there wasn't other games like Batman, and Batman came out and shined, and then Spider Man copied the format of Batman, right? So it it feels good because Batman those was done very good, man. Right, and, 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 and they were trying to copy Batman for a while, right? And Spider Man was very well, and those are the two most popular characters, uh, you know. Arguably, uh, you know, you could say Superman's more popular, but Superman's a really hard game to make. So Batman's a really good game to make, and Spider-Man's a really good game to make. Now you have Iron Man with a solo game, which has happened in the past. Thor's has been a solo game in the past. Hulk's been a solo game in the past. Now they're making a Black Panther game. I think they need to make a single-player but multiplayer uh, playing-wise as as different heroes in an Avenger game. I think Marvel's Avengers was right there, and they screwed up by making it a multiplayer game. I want to play multi-heroes, but I don't want to play multiplayer. Does that make sense? I mean, you're, you're trying to, like, you're, you want to do, like, a tag team thing. You want to tag out the guy you don't want. You want to put in somebody you do want type of thing. Yeah, I, I kind of want to play, like, I said it earlier today with... Um, <clears throat> with like in Diablo, you play through the story and you can play with your druid, you can play with your barbarian, you can play with your sorcerer, right? And in, in Lost Ark, you can play with all the story throughout with different characters. Destiny, you can play the same story multiple times with with the the hunter, the titan, and it's the same story. I would like a game where you have multiple heroes and you play like I want to play Iron Man in the in the Avengers game. It's a kind of a bit a different story. Than if you play with Thor in the same game and and so on and so forth, does that make sense? It's it's sort it's of like done, three or four games in one. But you're not gonna you're not gonna get it. Yeah, because it's not marketable. I, I just want them to make a comic book game, if if that makes sense. I want them to oh, make a like comic book game. We're way past that now, bro. We're way past that now. They're never gonna make a comic book game now. Yeah. Well, there's a petition going around to try to make a sequel to Marvel's Avengers. I don't think it's gonna happen, but. Yeah, they're they're trying. You mean, you mean make Marvel's Avengers? Right, a you're sequel. saying make the game like the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, they want what you're saying. They want a sequel to Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, but they want it to be done right. Yeah, it's not a sequel. It's a remake. Right, a remake of it. Spider Man's a comic book game. No, Travis. Uh, when I'm when I when I say comic book game, I'm talking about a comic book comes out like it's a live service game, right? A comic book comes out once a month. January you get issue one. February you get issue issue two. I want a comic book game. The closest one to do it is DC Universe Online, where they put constant more stories inside there and you play through a new story, right? I want the game comes out and for instance in Marvel's Avengers, they had little short stories inside there, okay? Where you could play stories based on Thor, based on Iron Man, based on whatever. Okay. I want a comic book game where it's a live service game, and you, you buy the the first story, okay? And then if you want to continue your story, you can pay a DLC, 10 bucks, 5 bucks, whatever it is, and you play through it. 
make a Marvel game that has Kang as the villain and travels to different universes like Spider-Verse and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? That, listen, listen, that, that is the quintessential template for games like the games live service, the games of service model, right? Every couple months, you get a new issue of the magazine with a new story. It's a short story. Maybe it lasts a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, two, three hours. Continue the story. Yeah, whatever. Right. And, but, but every three months, you get another one. Right. And that's how you keep people in the game forever. Yeah. Forever. You just, and, and here's the best part. You actually pay the guy who wrote the story. Well, you actually spend some money and pay the guy and, who wrote the story and just use the actual fucking comic books right. that have been around for right, 50 right. fucking years. Right. Right. Pay the guy to use the story and then put the story inside the video game. Well, not hard. This is what I'm saying. Not like, hard. like in Marvel's Avengers, you could have you could have had Iron Man uh, January. Right. And then the next month you could have had Kate. And then the next morning you had a Thor. And then three months from now, Iron Man comes back around. So you, you sell like three stories where you would have like yes. three heroes and there would be two hours yes. each. And it doesn't have to be cutscenes. It could just be like stories sort of like they did in Division where they do audio stories or the comic book type of uh, cutscenes where it's not fully animated, just like a comic book. And I think that would be fine for a comic book game. Yeah. So. So. All right. Nah, sorry. 30, 30s uh, Miss Marvel was all that mattered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just wish I could play that story again, Jason, with like Hulk and then with Tony and then with Cap. You know, I, I would really love that game if I could play through the story with multiple multiple positions and, and whatnot instead of just going, okay, you have to use Miss Marvel for this. You have to use Tony for this one section and whatnot. Still love the single player aspect of that game. I just wish they did something uh, more. Miss Marvel was the worst part of the game. I didn't think she was that bad in the game as far as a single player. I, I I really liked Marvel's Avengers from the point of view they were giving you. You as the fan that like comic books is playing a character that loves the heroes just as much as someone else, and you get to control her in that world. I just wish you could control other ones more. All right. So we have a Q&A session we do every single week. If you guys would like to do the Q&A session, we're going to do the next like 10 or 15 minutes or so and, and answering questions. So submit your questions down below. Make sure the show's not over, but make sure you hit that like button if you've enjoyed the show. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, and also, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can also become a member as little as $5. So, okay, first question comes from Krebsy Gaming. He says, what happened to the Xbox marketing team? And would you agree that the marketing team uh, the days is doing these days is doing an awful job, but uh, I, I want to push back on that a little bit, Krebsy. What do you mean? What What is the marketing team? I, I was on vacation for a week and a half or so. So, what What is the marketing team doing that you're replying to? I I don't I don't know what what they've done. You well, can just put it in regular he, chat. He, it could mean that they're not doing anything. Like I'm 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 watching a lot of kid channels, bro, on YouTube, and right. I don't see a lot of advertisers for the Xbox at all. Like. Like you know, normally every once in a while, like you blitz them right. and then you talk about them. You do right. some kind of new, new, new trailer for the Xbox. I don't see anything. Yeah, like anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the new trailer for Starfield, the animated series thing that they just showed. I watched that this morning. Uh, Crazy says to elaborate. He says uh, Xbox has great marketing for the 360 era, but in the series era, the marketing hasn't been the best. Starfield is right around the corner, and it seems they aren't marketing it. Yeah, and I've said this from the very beginning. As far as the marketing goes, they're marketing Game Pass, right? They're not marketing individual games. They're marketing Game Pass, and they they do that very well, right? They do 
the the marketing for Game Pass very well, but they're not marketing the actual game yet. Yep. Very well. And usually because games are on Game Pass, okay, because games are on Game Pass, they don't market the same as they did in the old days. In the old days, about three or four months before, they would start pushing because you're selling that game. You're selling the game, okay? Right now, people that know about Starfield, they've already purchased the game. They pre-ordered the game because they're fans of Bethesda. They're fans of... That's a small percentage of people. Everybody else, it's, it's lightly marketed right now. And Game Pass is heavily marketed because if you're on Game Pass to play one game, you might come across Starfield and get it later. They're not... You're not buying it, right? You're not buying Starfield. So it's interesting. It's weird is what it is. They're marketing it, though. Strange. They just had a 45-minute showing of it. Yeah, but that's not that's marketing, Mo. But come on, right? I don't know how many people still have television and stuff. I don't, right? But when a game was coming out, you would see a commercial. You would see the commercials on YouTube. You would see the commercials in the movie theater. Call of Duty does a real good push on, on Call of Duty games when you go out, right? They haven't made the push yet for Starfield, Obviously, yeah, I don't see I don't see advertisements for selling the console because of Starfield. I see Starfield advertisements, but not the console is right. what I'm trying to say. Right. Not saying they're not marketing it. They're just not marketing it like they used to in the in the days because they don't have to because Game Pass is the marketing tool. What's going on, right? What do you think, Sarge? Well, that 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 was that was my answer. Okay. That's that's my answer. Yeah, they don't. I, listen, I'm watching a lot of kid channels, man. I'm listening to all these videos. And normally on those kind of channels, you see them. You'll see a console commercial, something. All I see now is the Starfield animated one and the Starfield push yeah. and the Starfield like short version trailer. I don't see console at all. Yeah, it's. It, I, I saw it. I watched it today. I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, cool. Like, didn't really talk. It just showed a guy that was delivering a package, ran to a couple pilots saw them take off and go into the thing and started battling. I was like, okay, but that doesn't really tell me doesn't show me the game. I guess No, if you if you pay attention to the if you pay attention to it, it's a story about a man who who's he's doing his something dream. He didn't know. Yeah, his dream. Yeah, it wasn't like his dream is like he wanted he wanted right. a better life than him yeah. just being a delivery guy. Yeah, he wanted yeah. more excitement than just being a delivery guy. Yeah, I get it. Yep. But that doesn't that doesn't sell the game to me, right? I, I mean that's Should. just it, it's just a short story of takes place within Starfield, but it, it would have been interesting if they showed that through the actual gameplay, right? Actual gameplay. So, I don't know. I thought it was cool, uh, but it's a different marketing. They're not doing marketing like they did in the past. They're pushing Game Pass. Game Pass is the marketing. I didn't see the other two. I just got back today, sorry, uh, Mo. I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I'll, I'll go watch them. Um, like, for instance, the marketing for Spider-Man, right? All over the place. All over the bro. place. Spider Man Two. I, I see all over the place. Over the place. There's, there's there's billboards happening. They're they're doing the they're they're already marketing the plates that are coming out. Uh, the 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 trailer that they're showing. The, I've seen multiple trailers now. There there's there's way more marketing happening for Spider Man Two than than Starfield right now. And but once again, once again, let's use our brains, kids. Why is that? Well. Because you don't have to purchase right. Starfield. <laughs> right. You have to purchase right? you have to purchase you Game Pass though. You do not though. have to purchase Starfield. Right, but you have to purchase Game Pass. All you have to do is have a Xbox and Game Pass. You don't even have to have That's Xbox. It. You don't even have to have a Game Pass. You can just have Xbox That's or a Game it. Pass, not Xbox. Yeah. 
All right, next That's question. Next question. YouTube Lurker says, are you going to jump into Armor Core 6 while you're waiting for Transformers? I have honestly mm. no interest in Armor Core 6. If something intrigues me, buy it in the next couple of uh, days or weeks uh, when it comes out and I see gameplay, maybe. But personally, I'm not interested in Armor Core 6. I've never played Armor Core 6 before. Uh, I don't want to play Armor Core 6 uh, dreaming of Transformers, right? I, I don't want to buy the game because I, I want another game to come out. So I, I will not be jumping into Armor Core 6 right away unless I hear, like, amazing things like I did for Elden Ring. And then I did jump into Elden Ring, and I had no interest in Elden Ring when it first came out. But then I watched people and played it and saw it. So maybe, maybe I will, uh, I will, I will pick it up down the road. What about you, Sarge? As I said... I, I'm more of a I'm more of a mech warrior guy than I am armored core. I I I I I like mechs. I love transformers. I just don't think it I, it. I will sit down and play that game because all it really is 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 a third person shooter with a mech suit on. That's basically what it is. Like, and I I know I. I get it if you like it. I'm not mad at you if you did or, or think any less of you. But I'm used to playing like the huge mechs that are big, beefy things. So for me, it's a pass. Right. All right. Next question. Travis says, my question is for Sarge. But do you think there's anything Disney can do to save Star Wars or not really? Also, what if any thoughts uh, do you have on Helldivers 2? I'd like to see Helldivers. I want to see what it's about. Um, I honestly believe that the, the, the Star Wars IP has been damaged to the point where unless leadership changes completely and there's a different outlook of what the actual stories around Star Wars are supposed to be rather than a personal agenda, then there is no hope for Star Wars. I, the the poison pill has been swallowed until Kennedy is gone, mm. like legit gone. Even look, even though Favreau is there, okay, and and, and what's the other guy's name? Filoni. Like um, Filoni. Uh, uh, Filoni, right? And, and Filoni is there. They're fighting uphill, and she's already corrupted Filoni. And Favreau already said multiple times that he's ready to walk. That's the kind of atmosphere that they're working in, where you're trying to save an IP, and the overwhelming push of, of one person's agenda is wanting you to quit your job. Yeah. Like, makes you want to quit your job. Think about that for a moment, right? I and, Listen, and, Haunted Mansion has to fail. Everything Disney has to come out has to fail on purpose, so Kennedy gets the fuck out. She's got to go. She's got to go. Well, you that's... need somebody else in there who wants to buy Lucasfilm and actually make Star Wars movies for Star Wars fans. Yeah, but the the Haunted Mansion political agenda. Haunted Mansion's not anything to do with Lucas Lucasfilms, so it doesn't matter if that bombs or not for Kennedy. Disney, period. Disney sure. stuff has to sure. fail. Disney things have to fail. The more things fail, the more cuts they have to make. I, she can't blame everybody forever. She blamed marketing twice, bro. She blamed marketing twice like it was the marketing people's fault that Indiana Jones failed. 
Right, right. right? This, this is the kind of people you're dealing with. You're dealing with a psychosis, okay, where, it, where you burn down a house. Someone sees you burn down the house. You say, hey, I saw you burn down the house. Oh, no, it wasn't me. It was uh, somebody else. Like it's like, a, it's, it's like a habitual liar that yeah. you catch lying, and they don't, they don't care. I, they don't care that they're lying. I, I see. I don't think it's just Kennedy. I think um, – and, and pardon me because I don't, I don't use this lightly because I had family that has cancer and, and stuff, but it's like a cancer. Right. There's it's a cancer within Lucas Arts or Lucas Films, I should say. And if you just remove the top layer, you still got to dig out the rest to make sure you're cancer free. You know what I mean? Like you got to get rid of everything. So in my opinion, uh, I, I believe Star Wars has to be cleansed and not only just that has to be ripped out like Kennedy's got to be ripped out and anyone that she's put into any kind of position that has the same mentality to just ruin things, not try to make them better, but to ruin it for whatever reason. Right. Out of spite or and, hatred and, towards but, whatever. But just, but just look at it. But just look at it. Favreau is doing his own thing. Right. He's doing his own thing. And she's still fighting him on yeah. him doing his own thing. No, it can't be that way. It's got to right. be this way. What are you talking about? You make yours thing. Let me make mine. Right. That's not how it goes. Yeah. You have to do what she wants to do. And what she wants to do is doing wonders for everybody, right? But they still don't get rid of her. Corporate world is fucked, right? Yeah. You're allowed. Listen, you're allowed to set fire to the building, murder a child, set fire, take a shit in the middle of the office, <laughs> and they'll give you twenty million dollars to step down from the position that you're in right. because they don't want to get a lawsuit. Yeah. Like it's yeah. fucked, dude. It's, they, the what goes on in corporate world is fucked. They know she's the problem. They can't get rid of her. They're trying to vote her out people inside the company are fighting with each other because they can't vote her out yeah. like you you if you do your job poorly in corporate world you get to stay for 10 years if you do one thing wrong in a normal job in your own life you're fired on a monday what? like that that's once, how it goes once uh whatever happens to i don't know if disney's selling off pieces or or whatnot but once that happens and once Kennedy leaves and we don't know who they put in charge because then we don't know who the leader's taking over if it's Filoni that takes over afterwards it, it's got to be cleansed it's going to take years decade a decade like once it's done then it has to heal and then they can start making a comeback I don't know I, I, I feel like they've, they've gone too far uh, and it, it's just hurt the now I'm still a fan of the the IPs and stuff of like what they're doing for the video game area but the the film and stuff is just completely completely ruined for me. We were talking about it earlier today. I have no no feelings whatsoever. The Ahsoka show, I'm so Zero. I'm so nervous because that was the last thing I was hoping for, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna screw it up so bad with the veil and like time travel or uh, multiverses, and they're gonna ruin and try to reboot Star Wars. I, I think that's what they're trying to do with it. But that's another conversation. Let's go to the next question. Uh, next question is Christopher Wright says, "What exactly is the story for Starfield?" I don't know. I, I you're you're uh, a person that's traveling the solar system. I don't know what the story is. I don't know if it's like you're trying to bring back people from the brink of to to start a civilization. Some I have no idea. Do you know what the story is, Sarge? I have no idea. The the basics I got was that you're an up and coming. Uh... You're an up-and-coming uh, cargo pilot that runs into this group, and the group basically is part of some faction that is trying to. Um, what, what was what was that one that take one they, the world. that they said? No, it's not take over the world. It's 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 basically they that they 
they're, the faction that you're introduced to is basically a neutral faction until you start making decisions of which directions you take that faction, right? Like you're an up-and-comer, you run into this group, and then from that group, they decide whether or not they're going to be more evil or more good depending on the, the factions in the area. So you either right. go towards the betterment of mankind or your own personal gains of, of, of piracy. That's basically the, that's the gist of it. All right, there you go. Right? See, I, I didn't know that. Uh, next question. Krebsy says, best thing you did during your vacation? Uh, the best thing I did during my vacation was the actual vacation. Like, I spent time with my family. Uh, we did a lot of firsts. Uh, I took my, my son to his first baseball game. Uh, we, we did some, um, uh, took him to a different restaurants to try different uh, actual authentic, like, Mexican food. Uh, we got to see his cousins and stuff at the family reunion that we had. And then, uh, we got to spend some quality time with, uh, with his grandpa up on the farm, uh, in Wisconsin. So there was lots of, uh, good moments that we had on our vacation. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and the last question, uh, Krebsy says, do you think Iger will sell Disney to Apple? Then if Apple does buy Disney, does Disney plus get thrown behind Apple TV? Yes, 100%. They would, they would close down the Disney Plus streaming service. They would just merge it in with Apple TV, uh, which is good because then they already have uh, already content over there. And that would be huge because if, if Disney gets picked up by Apple, which is going to be somewhere in the range of $250 billion, and they could pay cash. Uh, like You think Microsoft has got money. Well, <laughs> Apple, Apple's got a lot more money than Microsoft, right? Or uh, So... Uh, if Apple buys Disney, it would merge all the stuff into them. They would own Fox. They would own all that stuff. It would be, it'd be a huge conglomerate uh, merger. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, if Apple does buy Disney, they would definitely just get rid of uh, Disney Plus and just merge it into their Apple TV. What do you think, Sarge? We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Disney owes cable company money. Viacom or whatever cable company Comcast, it is that they own. Comcast. They, they, Comcast. They called the option, right? Disney has to come up with like nine billion dollars by January. 20, 20, Twenty-seven billion, me, isn't it? The, the 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 portion that they need to oh, uh, cough up is nine, like say, like something between like seven and nine billion dollars. So you tell me where they get that money from, right? You you show me what's going to happen between now and January. That's going to get Disney going to make that much money. You, sh you explain it to me. So what I see is cuts, and they're cutting. They're they're slashing across the board, right? ESPN lost 15 different people. Right? The movie section is losing people. They're probably going to cut off the Disney the Disney shows. Just, just follow Disney for like the next four months and find out where they're going to get the five billion to nine billion dollars from, right? It, they, I think they need a cash amount. I think the cash amount is like four billion. They need, they, they need $4 billion cash. Yeah. The rest could be finance or some kind of nonsense. It's it, it's a nuts number, dude. It's a nuts number. Look up the story. Look up the story that Disney owes Comcast. They called the option in for what they were supposed to owe them money for. They're calling the option. Now they have to come up with the money. We're, we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out what they're doing. So do you think they get rid of – if Apple picks it up, do you think they get rid of Disney Plus or do you think they keep Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't know what the what the issue would be. I, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys like Gordon Gecko who can analyze a business and see how much it's worth dead or alive, right? But I know that they have to either raise prices or cut. And I know they already raised prices to the point now where people are are not going to Disney. They had the worst Fourth of July on record. That nobody went to the Disney on Fourth of July. They said it was because it was too hot. 
once again, that's like me telling you the telling the developers that they made a game that's too good. Don't look at that game. Like July's hot in Florida. Newsflash, yeah. right? Because July was hot in Florida this year. It's the worst that Disney ever done. Disney's ever done on Fourth of July because it was hot in July. Well, you please. What's stupid? Please. What's stupid is uh, they do blackout dates, right? And the the locals, we want to go to Disney to go see the fireworks show because they do different fireworks shows on the day, but they don't want us there. They do a blackout date, and then they want the people that are out of towners to come in. Well, out of towners didn't come in, <laughs> so right. they didn't so come. so it's ridiculous to me that they. Uh, what I what I also didn't like. This is not me defending Disney. They also uh, took reports from like 2019 and compared it to now of like the the line time is being like it went from like 45 minute average to like 27 minute average. But it's like you're you're comparing something before COVID to after COVID. Yep. And, yeah, exactly. and after COVID, they literally, yep. okay, so there there was a max of, you could have over 100,000 people inside Magic Kingdom, okay? Now which the new- too many, by the way. Right, but the new max is like 60,000, which is 40,000 people less, okay? So even when they're at capacity now, is still 40,000 people less than they were when they could be at max capacity before COVID, right? So- it's funny to me that they I don't like how the media is taking that and making it look like Disney. Well, they're they're doomed. There's one thing I can tell you that they're not doomed with, and that's the parks. The parks are packed. Let me tell you from a person that lives in Orlando and goes to the parks regularly. The parks are packed. OK, not packed enough, bro. Not packed enough. The, the if you that's, can breathe, that, that's the only thing somebody. That's the only thing that makes money for them is the parks. They make a shit ton of money from the parks. And when I tell you that the you go to Epcot and go for the food festival or the arts festival or the flower festival or any other fucking festival they have, they're packed all the time in the evenings, on the weekends. Doesn't matter. They're packed. So when someone tells you that there's no one going to Disney World, that is the media telling you lies to because the, now the cool thing is to shit on Disney. OK, and I, I would love well, to shit on if no, if no one's going to the park, you'll think about going because they think it's slower. Right. That's what it so is. I, I'm I'm OK shitting on Disney, but I also see the, the actual proof when I go to the parks and I'm like, um, the parking lots are full. The fucking studio, like the, the, the whole park is full. So them telling you that, well, Disney is suffering. They're not suffering the parks. That there's they're definitely not suffering the parks. There's still hour and a half waits for for certain rides. There's certain rides you can't go on because you have to reserve spots and do it. So now their entertainment division, they're struggling, right? The the six films that they've come out with in the past, uh, you know, last year have all struggled, right? So they they are struggling. The only movie that made profit this year for them uh, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Everything else is uh, very very uh, poor. Jason says, I went to Disneyland in May, was so busy. Yeah, don't don't listen. Look, look, everyone loves to jump on the bandwagon when something's good or bad and they want to shit on things. They're, if, if The media telling you that the parks are slow, they're fucking liars. <laughs> I can tell you they're fucking liars. We're going tomorrow. I'll tell you. I'll take a picture of the slow park, okay, on a Friday. I'll, I'll I'll take a picture. I got I gotta be honest, bro. When it's too crowded, I don't like it. I can't I can't see where I'm I'm doing a duck and weave the whole time I'm moving around the park. Like there's no breathing room. Everyone's yeah. on top of you. Like I can't do it. Yeah, the, I'm out. The the problem the the problem with the with the parks is that this is why I love being an annual pass holder because if it's busy like that, we just show up, we do like one ride, and then we leave, right? Because we're so close to the park, it, it makes sense for us. But for people that are paying five thousand dollars and bringing them, they're flying in from out of town and 
they have no choice but to stay in the park and sit in those lines and sit in the sun and sit in the and it, it gets a little there there's times it's so packed even though they say it's not packed that I'm like yeah I don't want to be here today like we drive there and go we go on run ride and we're like yeah it's I'm good Let, let's leave right and and leave cuz it's so packed so them saying that the parks are not packed that's that's bs bs uh and this is me not per, not defending them just facts just facts all right so That'll do it for the Q&A session. That'll do it for episode 358 of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. If you like what we do here, please make sure you hit that like button. Uh, it helps us out. It helps the algorithm out. It helps everything that we do on this channel on YouTube out. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, hit the subscribe button. That's also another free way to support the channel to let people know, and you can also share uh, with other people across the across the. Uh, uh, the platform uh, if you'd like to go above and beyond that you can become a member as little as five dollars does help us out does does help me pay or subsidize my bills and whatnot because uh, this is what i do i do it four days a week monday through thursday from 10 o'clock in the morning till noon eastern and then we also do 8 p.m to midnight uh and we also uh do uh the podcast on thursday nights we will be switching up a couple things uh and i'll talk to you guys more about that next week uh thank you very much for hanging out with us you can watch us on itunes google play spotify anchor.fm uh, and as always, thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.